from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main Podcast, we have Cliff Johnson here from Escapades, and I'm going to break down the lies about Mortal Kombat 11. I'm a self-made Stardew millionaire. Hey, where's Poland? Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast. This is episode 169. What? Woo! <laughs> you owe me 100. And we are, we are here to uh, bring you the news from, from fans like yourself. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Screen Door Effect Johnson. I'm Jeremy Truffle Hoarder Mikowski. I'm Johnny Coconuts. And this week we have a special guest. We have Cliff Johnson of De Escapades. What's up, man? Not much. Excited. Welcome. Always, yeah, welcome, about, always happy to talk about DS and mm-hmm. anything Nintendo, of course. Yeah, uh, we're uh, we're uh, looking at looking at the video of your collection right here. You got a kind of a lot of stuff here. Like I'm seeing a Super Nintendo DS stuff, uh, pretty much like yeah. a wallpaper of um, of like a bookshelf in the background. Looks it's like a, floor to yeah. ceiling. Yeah, and yeah. no, I was I was living in a one bedroom apartment for three years and getting massive pickups all the time, going to garage sales, pawn shops, and I'd have to store everything under my bed. And so me and my wife, we finally bought a house, and I was able to have a room dedicated to it. It was just like a, a big relief nice. being able to showcase nice. it. Because mm. like for the yeah, longest time, wonderful. all these games were under my bed in closets, you know, mm. in drawers. I couldn't show them off. So. Did you build that shelving yourself? Yeah, I did. Because, I mean, it definitely fits the shape of the Yeah, the I was right. kind of a perfectionist. I was a little anal with the level. Um, and then it was also, I, uh, probably broke like three stud finders in anger because it was impossible <laughs> to find the studs in this old house. But, uh, yeah, it worked out. It looks fine now, but if you take all the games off, it's really butchered back behind oh, it. Sure. But no one oh, it doesn't matter. Cool. And I stripped almost every screw, so they're never coming down. Wow. Do you have a tally on how many games you have just for reference? No, I have a general idea, at least for some of them, but I really don't. I used to keep track. I used to have an app on the iPad that would keep track of like PS1, PS2, NES, that type of stuff. I did recently do a count of uh, 675 complete for DS, mm. which, sounds like DS. Lot, which sounds like a lot, but there's 1,800. So that's just like 40%. I was going to say, wow. there, there are a lot. I know there's a lot, lot, lot of DS games. So yeah, I would guess like 1,000 at least if I was just yes, going to guess how many there are. We... I believe the Wii is between eleven hundred and twelve hundred, and then the DS mm-hmm. is just for North America's eighteen hundred. But you know, are probably... you are you doing like sports games and stuff though, or are you just kind of like yeah? Hey. Well, the thing with DS is actually there's not a lot of sports. Yeah, games there's not very right. many. Yeah. What what you have instead is you have the girl games. You have oh the right. Player, Imagine party the babies. Movie, the movie tie-ins, which can always are all crappy. the all the pet sims. But, oh God, all the pet yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, Nintendogs was such a success, everyone wanted to bank off of that, mm. and all of these crappy pet simulator <laughs> games, they're just terrible. 
Especially compared to Nintendogs, which is a really cool game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was like... I feel like Nintendogs was one of the games that, like, you know, took took the DS off. It was kind of like... was was one of the first ones that was kind of like people were... Really, well, that and, like, Brain Age, right, John? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think Nintendogs was a pretty early bundle. Okay. Was it? Well, yeah, I, mean, it was. I think I think it, it was. Yeah. Well, it yep. was definitely a, 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 I, I, no, I think it was definitely an early big seller, like where people are like, yeah, "Oh yeah. shit, we need to have this game." And I even bought it, and I don't know why I did, but <laughs> I, did, I did buy it, and I walked my dog and cleaned up yeah. virtual poop and all that fun stuff, you know. And that's my, when I finally bought a DS because it had been out for a while, and I, I was interested in it and all that. But for me, it was just like, "Oh, I, I've never been able to play a game like this before with the touch screen and." Yeah, and the little dog, and you know, talking to it and calling, naming the dog, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's what pushed the me over the edge. Three D graphics for Nintendogs are actually pretty impressive, you mm-hmm. know, for the little screen. And you don't realize it until because my first video I made was about this girl game called Girls Only. And really, the the main <laughs> reason I made it, I was just afraid that like a bigger YouTube person was gonna find how weird and rare this game was, like Nintendo or someone, somebody like that. I was really afraid they were going to get to it first. So I was like, well, that was my motivation to make the first video was like, cause there was no other videos on this mm. weird game. And that dog simulator was just so crappy. It was two dimensions, you know, Nintendo dogs, you're like 3d dogs. This uh-huh. one's just like a flash game. And mm. you, the worst thing about it, you couldn't even name your dog. You get a dog. And you <laughs> dog. Can't even name it. It's just like, this is your dog. This is your dog, and yeah. it's just dog one, yeah, <laughs> or dog two, or whatever. What? It, let me. So, um, yeah, we kind of we haven't like let everybody know at home exactly what you do, but you uh, obviously you have an amazing collection of games here, but also you uh, there are like you, thousands. Just so yeah. we can emphasize for the people listening, yeah, it, it looks to me like you have a few thousand games. You're a definitely harder, yeah, in encased uh, in, in by case, the games yeah. here, yeah. But you also you also do videos of uh, reviews of. Super obscure DS games, which is uh, which I yeah. thought was incredible. We actually we met J- Jeremy and I met you on the show floor of the uh, yeah. the retail show floor of Midwest Gaming Classic, and uh, yeah. it sounded like an incredible um, thing for me. Like I'm very interested in I like I like rare games. I like rare weird games, and yeah. I know Jeremy bought a bunch of like really bad hunting games that you know are no reviews for and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so, I thought about making a doing something with like a couple of like, really shitty Wii games, but. The motivation isn't that strong for me. <laughs> well, is it, nobody else has done it. I mean, I did sort of a, a review of uh, Indy 500 for Wii, which I don't think anybody did much of that, and I got some traffic uh, from... Is that the Indianapolis? The Indianapolis uh, Legends game, yeah. Legend, yes. Yeah. So uh, that was one of the first Wii games I owned when I got the Wii. It was an early release. Oh, wow. And that poster is uh, Destineer, which is from Plymouth, Minnesota, mm. which is right where I live. Um, wow. So I always get a get a little kick reading the back of the Wii and seeing Plymouth, Minnesota address back there. Nice, you know. And they're <laughs> defunct as of I believe like 2013, but they published a bunch of. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, you <laughs> can't see it. A bunch of shovelware. But yeah. I like that game. I like the Indianapolis Legends game. Well, I'm like I'm a huge. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Indy 500. Like uh, my dad like went there every year, and I and I went with him as a kid and all that. So. It was interesting to see Indy 500 represented in video game form because there wasn't really a whole lot of games about that, so that intrigued me. But it's it's really hard to play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I, mean, I would sooner or later I just flipped a U turn and tried to do head on collisions as much as possible. Yeah, that's think, but it's really easy to spin out. Like I noticed that. But uh, I, out of all of your collection of the DS stuff, like what is what are your favorites? Like what are, what are your favorite games? Uh, well, I mean, 
what's really cool about DS, uh, as opposed to 3DS especially, is they were really, um, they did not have a lot of collector's editions, which is kind of cool. And the collector's editions that they did have felt really special because, mm-hmm. you know, you only had maybe 15 of them, like a JRPGs by Atlas that, you know, come with this CD or an art book uh-huh. or something like that. Um, but, and th- uh, 3DS at that point, every single JRPG had one. And it just was like, well, what's the point? It doesn't really feel like collectible mm-hmm. when every single one has one. So, I mean, the Salota Robo, um, I can get it right here. Um, so load robo, this one, uh, I got last year in, um, St. Cloud, mm. um, and it comes with, uh, a CD and, um, and the outer box, which is cool. And, uh, it is the spiritual successor to tail concerto for PlayStation one. If you've ever played that one. Mm, and, I remember that game. and the characters are basically furries, like humanoid dogs. Uh, cool. the backstory, the lore of this franchise is like, um, there's uh, like a city in the clouds where 90% of the population are dogs. Uh, and a lot of them have mechs, like the police officers have mechs. And then you have the minority 10% of the population are these cat people who are basically terrorists because they throw bombs. Uh, so you have the, the mech dog police officers trying to keep this minority terrorist cat organization in check. It's kind of, but it's very lighthearted. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and even in the manual, it has kind of like, uh, the Tale Concerto manual has a little bit of the backstory about, I don't know, it's kind of just like a, I don't know if they were trying to equate it to human culture or what, but it's, it's pretty silly. Was that was that released in America or is it just a... Uh, yeah, was, it is? Both, okay. of these, both of these were released in America. Yeah, um, I can get Tale Concertos up here, um, but they're pretty hard to find. Both of these will go over are over $100. Oh, wow. They definitely have um, like a cult following. They're kind of an action adventure platforming not very much rpg element to it um but yeah and then another cool thing about this is i was recently playing um the dot hack series for ps2 um and it's the same developer um the bandai and um and there was if you've ever played dot hack uh it's like fake internet like you're on the Uh internet on a message board but you're not really on the internet and there's Mm. a banner ad for Tale Concerto in the first one. And then in the uh-huh. second game, there was a banner ad for Tale Concerto 2, which ended up getting canceled and getting turned into this DS game, Salota Robo. Mm. Oh, okay. Wow. That so was kind of cool to see that fictional banner ad on a fictional That was banner. a that was like an episodic game, wasn't it? Like there were several there's several of them. Yeah. They're split into four. It should have been just one big game, but I think they got greedy and split it up into four games, so you had to pay two hundred dollars to play the whole thing and yeah. It was a really cool idea, basically Sword Art Online, where you know you're on an MMO and your friends die in the game, and then they go into a coma in real life. And uh-huh. <laughs> I never, I and then nobody. I mean, the first two are pretty common. You can get the first two for ten, fifteen bucks, but the fourth one's nobody stuck with it. You know, so the fourth one's pretty rare. It's worth over a hundred. Damn! Wow. Yeah. But you you like playing the game? Like you think the game is uh, is decent? Is oh, worth playing? Yeah. Aside so, aside yeah. from the collectability, uh, is cool. It was a little little repetitive. Mm. But so it's it essentially like a point and click adventure game. Uh, dungeon crawler RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of uh, most of the dungeons you go to were are generate computer generated. Mm. So okay. all the items, all the bosses, you you put in keywords, and each keyword is you know a, a different part of the dungeon. You know, one keyword is like. 
the theme. So like lava or water. Another one is like the enemies. Another one is like the items you get in it. So there's, you know, you put in these different keywords to get a different dungeon. There's literally thousands of dungeons you can get to, but it also is pretty repetitive because nothing's really that unique about them. Sure. That's crazy. Do you go mostly to like uh, garage sales or yeah, check online? Man, I'm straight up. I mean, a lot of people are addicted to playing video games. I don't play that many. I'm addicted to just going out in the world and looking for video games. I have pawn shops. I got friends at. I'm a pretty social guy, so I go to the pawn shop and make friends with everyone and then mm-hmm. let them know when they get something cool. Um, and then, yeah, garage sales. I'm always going on Craigslist and then going to the garage sale like an hour before it opens if they got something really good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, It's really the only thing I'm motivated for, like getting to work in the morning in my real job. Yeah, I know. I can't get out of bed, but if there's a garage sale that's got something <laughs> good, I'm out at like six in the morning. So you're like scanning the papers and stuff and like surfing yeah. ads and planning out a route. And... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. A couple of years ago, it was a little a little bit more, but I would like plan out like three or four garage sales like in succession. Um, but what's cool is I don't know if they have. I mean, I think most cities have it, but they'll have some sort of like garage sale like weekend where the whole city will do. Oh garage. yeah. The city garage sale. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I have a list. There's a website for Minnesota or the Metro area where it's like three or four cities a weekend. And so tomorrow is Oakdale. And there's also one in Shakopee, which are two, you know, middle ring suburbs, middle class. Uh, so generally they, you know, families getting rid of their DS games, Wii games, you know, yeah, something like that. And so maybe get some good luck. Tomorrow. Oh, that is the right place to find the DS games. Isn't well, it? I'm sure like, yeah, I mean, most people don't know what they're worth. Like, they think that they're just worth like five dollars yeah. or whatever. Because well, a lot of DS games know, aren't right? worth much at this. No, point. yeah, no, they aren't. Uh, and a lot, of, and unfortunately, GameStop through the years has had this policy of throwing out the boxes and manuals. Yeah, that sucks. Save uh, space. Um, they're getting a little bit away from it now. I mean, I've when I go into my local GameStops, like I just like tell them that's bullshit and they should keep it because <laughs> you don't do yeah. that for any other system. Yeah. Uh, and then they say they don't have enough space. I'm like, open your drawers. How many, you know, Assassin's Creed's from 2008 do you have in there? And you have like 20. So don't give me <laughs> yeah. this crap. You don't have space. Nobody's going to buy those Assassin's Creed's or Madden 08 or, you know, whatever. It's right. like, well, they're immediately turning off people like me. I, I don't buy, when I go to GameStop, I don't buy the used game that has yeah. the crappy generic GameStop case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, of course. I just won't. Yeah, yeah. I, def, especially for DS games and 3DS games. Like, yeah. I don't want I don't want one that doesn't have a case. And I think for like some disc games as well. Like, I won't buy a GameCube game with it that doesn't have a good case. You know, yeah, I, I, won't. I won't buy a disc only because I'll lose the disc. You know, so I need it. Yeah, absolutely. Need it in the case. Yeah. So that's Same a big with thing Vita. I don't even have a Vita, but I don't know if you can see my Vita collection. <laughs> I, whenever I see them at, at GameStop, they'll have deals where it's like. Two, they'll be like four dollars each, you know. And, yeah, why not? <laughs> and I know those are going to be collectible in the future. Like, I mean, there's no way the actual UMDs, yeah. And and like, I've been on Twitter, you know, with my YouTube channel, and I have a Twitter to go along with it, where I post a couple times a day about DS games. And there's really nobody talking about DS games, which is kind of cool because a lot of people are interested in it. Yeah, but there's so many people talking about Vita. Like, there's this hashtag Vita Island, and you just have people. <laughs> Who love the Vita? They'll just live and die for for the rest of their lives. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. But they the want, Vita sold yeah. less than five million units. The DS sold a hundred and ten million units. Yeah, and nobody's talking about it. And Vita sold four million units, and they're just obsessed with it, and they can't get enough. Of it. I mean, I think, maybe it's because yeah. you know the DS is more in the 
public yeah, consciousness absolutely. because it's so yeah. some people I mean, just kind of take it for granted, right. like the Wii. Yeah. You know? I think they just want. Well, a lot of people are kind of fanboyish too, where they just want they just want the Vita to have succeeded just because. And yeah. I when I played the Vita, it is a good system. You know, they just wanted to succeed because it was such a slick handheld and all that. I got into a fight with some guy on a on a commenting on a Facebook thing because he said that the Vita was better than the Switch because it had more games. This is like when the Switch first came out. And I was like yeah. I, I was like, dude, I was like, dude, the Switch releases like thirty games a week. Like it's gonna be real quick before and, and it's gonna get you know, it's gonna have way more games than Vita. Like <laughs> settle down. Yeah. He's like he's like, right. Oh he's like, Oh well they're all indie crap and I'm like, All right. So you just you just proved to me that you have no taste in games. So there's indie games on to, the Vita, isn't there? I don't need to talk to you anymore. Yeah. I'm sure they are, but I'm just like, I've, yeah. I've seen that argument play out on social media yeah. multiple times. Well, he already. Like, he, I mean, it's just yeah. going to be PlayStation versus Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, right? I think a lot of it is people just try to be sometimes punk rock about everything. Yeah, and yeah. Vita is the you know it's I don't know I don't know if they still make Vita games or whatnot. I don't but think it's they do. A relatively current system, and it's the one that was, you know, the underdog, the worst selling, and all that. So they're the people who are just like, man, the Vita is awesome, and I love the Vita. I'm on Team Vita. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. because it's. I think failing. the Vita is. I think people are making like. I don't think it's a bad system. I just uh, I was just trying to games yeah. for it or whatever you call them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you can do a lot of homebrew stuff for it. And I wasn't trying to tell them that it was a bad system. I just wanted to yeah. say like, hey man, the Switch has a lot more games than Vita did. Is all I wanted to say. And he did admit that it had more games. But then he's like, "Oh, the game, but the game suck on there." And I'm like, "Well, whatever. You admitted that there's more games. That's all I need. I'm not going to talk to you about, you know, yeah. you hating indies or whatever." Because I don't. A waste he, of, that's a waste I don't know. Of time. I haven't heard of very many like killer app Vita games. I mean, well, like, uh, what was it? There is uh, like good RPGs, of course. I don't think it was known for that, but um, yeah, well, a lot of RPGs dating other than that. Well, Persona Four <laughs> Golden is a big one, and uh, Gravity Rush. Right. That game was Gravity really Rush. Good, that's too. what I was going to yeah. say. That was yeah. actually the game I played the most on Vita because uh, Conan because Conan had that and he, he let me borrow it and I played through most of Gravity Rush. It was sort of gimmicky with all the like motion control and all that, but it still uh-huh. looked cool for what it is. The house that DS built over there—it's like yeah. the walls are yeah. built by the games, pretty much. The video game video game wallpaper is what I mm-hmm. like to call it because it. I like to have the open space, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted a couch, or my wife wanted a couch in here to make you know playing games more comfortable but it's sure. like i like having the open space we have kind of office chairs in here mm-hmm. but yeah is your wife also a gamer uh she's as casual as you can get she will play katamari she'll play mario party okay. you know she will play it with when friends are over but mm-hmm. it i actually we were just playing one for switch uh called high rise project high rise which is like mm-hmm. a sim tower type game oh, okay so she'll, she'll pick random games she was as a kid she played PC games a lot, so we were just watching oh, okay. playthroughs of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch point and click game from like <laughs> nice. 1997 that she used to play. Because I was great. just thinking about all those like Windows 95, Windows 98 games that I used to play, and just mm. give me such a nostalgia rush because they've I've not thought about them because they're not on consoles. It's not like I'm gonna like come across them. Uh-huh. You know, it's not like Nintendo or PlayStation where you know you see it, people talk about it. Yeah, right. Yeah, you'd also be hard pressed to get any of those games to run on anything now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have like a Holy Grail uh, DS game that you're looking for that you haven't found, or it's like too yes. expensive? Yes, or? I do have a Holy Grail, and I got to touch it and play it and offer a guy a thousand dollars for it at MGC this year. Ooh. That Ooh. is the uh, Nintendo, the um, Zelda Twilight Princess preview trailer cartridge. Oh yeah, I heard uh, about that. Given out at E3 2005 to media. 
Wow. And Buzzy uh, from Cincinnati. I forget what his, he's got a big YouTube channel, him and his buddies. He has one. He has a Nintendo World Championship cartridge too. And I was like, before I knew this, I went up to him. I was like, he was right across from us as a vendor at MGC. And I was like, do you have any DS? He's like, oh, all I have is this. And I was like, oh my God. And like, <laughs> I just started like shaking. I'd never seen it before. Mm. And he's like, I have no idea what it's worth. And I was like, uh, nothing. Back of crap. You know, well, I mean, he doesn't know exactly how much it's worth because the last one came up on eBay two years ago. Mm-hmm. But, and it sold for 700 So I offered him $1,000 at the end of the week, weekend for it. And he's like, no, I'm not going to get rid of it, and which is fine. I wouldn't mm-hmm. get rid of it either. Once, um, once he heard the $1,000 offer, he's like, well, maybe this is not worth getting rid of. I mean, but damn, like yeah. $1,000 for a D- not even a game, like just a not DS. A uh, yeah. Maybe he'll need yeah. the money and he'll change his mind at some point. Mm. I don't know. This guy actually bought quite a a couple of he, – he buys sealed games. He bought um, sealed monsters in my pocket from me for 400 bucks. Wow. And that all last year and nobody was interested in it. He didn't want to trade you anything? Yeah, no, he, he he was paying cash. He paid me cash for a few sealed N64 and NES games. But so, yeah, I mean, his, this these guys, these vendors, they had everything, like every big Sega Saturn game. They had um, Panzer Dragoon Saga for like oh, 800 bucks. Yeah, I did I trade him. I, I did trade him uh, S- Spider-Man for N64 sealed mm. uh, for the Noah's Ark 3D Super Nintendo game, nice. the first person shooter yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein. Hell yeah. Sure, yeah. Wow. We talked about it a little bit on an episode a while back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we, a bi- Bible game episode. Yeah, with uh, Nate with Nate from uh, Memory Machine. You guys yep. talked uh, yeah. talk Bible. My friend either rented that or like his, his grandpa got it for him or something like that. But I remember playing that back then, uh, the Noah's Ark game. And uh, now it's worth a lot of money. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, 100 bucks at least. It's the only unlicensed cartridge Super Nintendo game. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of just a part of history. You can actually, well, you can buy it now. You can buy like a repro cart for pretty cheap on eBay if you want that. But to get the original, yeah, it's, it's really expensive. Because I've looked into it. But yeah, if you just want to play, if you just want to play a cartridge of it, you can get it where somebody just put a ROM on it, you mm-hmm. know, and buy it that yeah. way. But yeah, to get the original weird looking one, because I think it has like a slot on the side or whatever. It's you have like to trick early. your Super Nintendo into thinking it's real games. So you got to put a real game on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's funny about that game is I researched it after I bought it. The the guy who owned Wisdom Tree, all the Bible games, mm-hmm. he bought um, the game Hellraiser for Super Nintendo based off the movie Hellraiser, which was a <laughs> wow. exact clone of. Um, Wolfenstein and Doom, and then decided I'll just put Noah's Ark on top of it. Wow. So it was originally developed to be Hellraiser, nice. and then turned into Noah's Ark. So he thought he was doing like an extra bit of good by eliminating Hellraiser. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he was. I'm not necessarily think he was trying to like convert people. I just think he knew he cornered Nintendo out of exactly this, no religion. He cornered the market and he it had his market. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it worked because there's grandmas who you know it was like they I don't want to buy my kids something violent. That's how I got it. I my grandma bought me the uh the Bible game at Coe's Book Cottage, which is a Bible like a, a Bible shop down the street from us. Mm. And she paid like seventy or eighty bucks for it. I remember as a oh. kid just being like Grandma, will you please buy me like Mario Three or something? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I'm going to buy you this game. It's about the Bible. Bible adventures. Bible is in it." Was it the NES game? It was the NES, the four and one. 
Or okay. three in one. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bible. There is a game called The Bible Game, which I had just got done playing with my friends. That one's on PS2 and Xbox. Game Boy. It's on, it's on Game Boy Advance also. I bought it, but oh, never played it. I, um, yeah, I actually bought it for cheap after we did that Bible that Bible, episode. Whole Bible it? No, it's like oh. mini games. It's really bad. But the worst part about it is that they had a deal with a Christian rec- rock record label to do all the uh-huh. music. So you're playing all these dumb mini games like matching and like ma- running through mazes. And it's just all of this uh, Christian rock from like nice. the early 2000s. It's Tooth- just not it's totally but like in MIDI. Tooth and nail? Yeah, <laughs> yeah something like that. There is a game on, uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, Sunday Funday. And there's a on the NES, and it's got a Carmen song, which is a Christian like Christian rock band from yeah, back yeah. in the day. And it's called oh. the Ride, and it's literally like a, a, a supposed to look like a slideshow of like a roller coaster, and it shows the lyrics at the bottom. But of course, it's really shitty MIDI. Yeah, and it's just like one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. That was uh, I put that on that episode too. I think it's like our outro song or something on, on the Bible episode. I didn't actually own that game. I, I played the ROM of that, but the Bible Adventures game, I own that. Well, uh, let's let's talk about what we've been playing real quick for this for this week, as we normally do. I, I can start here, uh, or I'll start, I guess. I've actually been playing. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it last week on last week's episode, but the uh, the VR stuff for Mario and Zelda dropped. I know John's played it as well mm-hmm. with with the cardboard VR. Um, I actually actually part of the stuff that I bought for this week. I ended up buying these um, these straps, the Google cardboard straps. Um, they they were, I think they were like they were like five or six dollars from uh, eBay or from Amazon. They're pretty cheap, and uh, they have like you can stick them to your cardboard, and they have Velcro in there, so you can like take them off if you want to. But I've actually kind of been enjoying the Zelda VR because of that, because I can just strap it to my face and not have. Have to you worry tried about it with the uh, blaster attached? No. I have not. I've not. I've not used the blaster with it at all. Well, I mean, you mean like strap it to my head and have it hold the whole blaster? That would pull <laughs> that's what I that would rip that would rip my face off, Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> I just was hoping you would at least try yeah. it. No, I haven't. I haven't tried that yet. But no, I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. I didn't play it the way that it's intended by like holding it to your face and playing it like that, which seems like mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. But first, so like first time I tried it was uh was that Thursday, like after I'd been out drinking at the at the event at like the um, smash brothers event last week. So I was kind of hung over. So it didn't really help me that much uh, trying to play that Zelda in VR through the, through the labo thing. So I got kind of sick doing it at first, but I tried it again Friday when I wasn't hung over. And uh, once I, once I figured out that you can turn off the motion control, it actually got a lot easier for me because if you have the motion control on, whenever you move your face, the sensor inside of the screen of the switch moves the camera Yep. So, like, you're basically moving that camera and the camera on the stick as well. And just those two cameras moving completely opposite of each other made me incredibly queasy and sick to my stomach. So, I just couldn't do it in that way. So, so I try to play it with my head, like, completely still. Until I realize that if I just turn off the motion control, then the camera stops moving when I move my head. So, then I can kind of move my head. The screen might kind of tilt a little bit when I do it, but it doesn't, like, actually move the camera around links. So... It actually made it a lot more playable, and I actually went through like I probably played through like ten or eleven shrines in VR mode ever since. <laughs> like I went to because I didn't really because I, I you know I have I have two of the versions I have it on Wii U and I have it on Switch, 
And the Wii U, Wii U version, I played all the way through, like put like a hundred plus hours into it. But the Switch version, I barely even played. Like I just got off the plateau. Like like that's about all that I did on there. So I've just been kind of running around and just doing stuff, you know. Like, yeah, I went went and did a bunch of shrines. I went to like uh, whatever the um, the village that uh, Impa's in. I went there and I went to I went to Hatino Village and just kind of messing around with you know with the regular thing. And it's uh it's pretty cool. It's actually it's weird. It, everything feels you can feel like the the textures are so close up, and it's just kind of I don't know. I kind of learned to like it, I guess, after a while. <laughs> it can be kind of addictive once you once you like are able to strap it to your face and not worry about holding it up there and all that. I think it makes it a lot more engaging once you can just like sit down and enjoy it. Do you think it'll be your preferred way to play Zelda? I mean, it's the only way I've been playing it. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. just I like playing it like that just because it's different, I guess. And I and and I think that the update that came with it made it a lot more stable because I've killed a lot of those big giant. The boss, those big, those big giant enemy guys, and it hasn't gotten all like jerky, like the uh, frame rate, like it normally does, you know. So the Minotaur cool. guys, I forget what the Minotaur Lionels, Lionels. Yeah, oh no, I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. Lionel Richie. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't fight a Lionel. I'm not that far. No, I'm talking about the uh, what you know what I'm talking about. They're like the big, the big tall guys with the big arms. Like they're like the, oh. they're like the longer version of Moblins or whatever. They would oh, always like the, oh Bacoblins. They would always like uh, oh wait no those are Moblins yeah. The giant ones. They're like the yeah. big ones, yeah. And every time you killed one of those, I feel like the frame rate would go weird, but it hasn't done it lately. So. Oh, yeah, that got fixed. That was a, fixed in a patch. Oh, okay. A long well, time ago, yeah. Hinox, right? No, that's I, another, that's no, another, that's another it's boss. Mo- it's uh, Moblins. The Moblins yeah. are the tall ones, and the Bacoblins are the small ones. Oh, okay. Because the Hinox, mm-hmm. is, that's, another, that's another one of the, like, stone bosses, I think. I fought one of those as well in VR. But I think mm-hmm. I think it's totally worth doing just, like... Just yeah, just order some cheap ass straps. Like I saw somebody had made had made one out of like a cheap straps that he found from Walmart, like on on the NVC group. And I was like, I was like, well, shit. Which I, ones did you get? I'm looking at them on Amazon right now. Uh, I got the Google Cardboard straps on Amazon. They're just three straps with stickers on them. Like you, you know, okay, you just stick them the three to the strap one. That's what I'm asking because they've got a two, they've got two strap and three strap versions. Man, I want to know what the conversation in Nintendo was like when. Like they were testing it out, and there was no straps. I mean, didn't they think people would want the straps? This That's I don't it. get it. That's the one, Jeremy. It's it's really, and also, of course, at, <laughs> of course, while you're playing Breath of the Wild in VR, it reminds you about every two minutes that you need to take it off and have a break. Yeah. <laughs> That's in there now because Nintendo That's is very. Probably it. That's is, probably the reason. Is very weird like, about that. Yeah, have you strapped in? And remind you to take uh, a break. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. But I mean, but I feel like the experience is so much better if you strap it to your head, though. I just don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah, you don't see yeah. Link running around with his hands up near his face, you know? Yeah. I break, think break. I think what they wanted, I think all they wanted you to do is just, like, put it on and look at some of, the, like, you know, like, go on top of a mountain and then, like, put the VR yeah. on and be like, oh, look, I can look out in the distance. That looks really cool. And uh, my and my fiance Jess, she actually turned, put it on. And looked and looked a little bit with the motion control on, you know, because she couldn't, you know, she couldn't play it because it'd make her too queasy with the uh, mm-hmm. motion sickness and all that. But she just did it with just the goggles and just put it on and just kind of looked around the world. And she thought that was pretty cool. She could see uh, she found a bird nest like with <coughs> it just looked up on top of a tree. You know, and she's like, oh, there's a there's some eggs up there. But, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's been cool. I don't know. It's, it's it kind of like re it just kind of revitalized the game for me, I guess, you know. So now I've been. So how do you do? You just turn off the motion controls within the Zelda menu itself. 
Yeah, yeah, just turn it off in the menu because it won't do it. It's weird because if you're in VR in VR mode, the motion control won't be in the won't be in the controllers. It'll be in the screen now. So, but you'll also but you'll still like move the analog sticks to aim. So if you're like getting chased by a guy and you're like trying to move the camera around, but you're also moving your head, it's really it's just really Very fucking weird. It's almost like yeah. instead of reprogramming the game for to have a VR camera, they just assigned the right stick to the how you how you rotate your head. Yeah. But it actually it's but, like, but it but it weirdly it like moves a little different than that. It's almost like you're turning your head but Link isn't turning your head. So you can kinda mm-hmm. like look past Link and he'll get like off the screen if you look too far. It's like it's just I don't know. It was just so disorienting to me. I You're I really, like a floating organism behind him, yeah. like watching yeah. it. Yeah, that's kinda how it is and it just made it's really strange. It actually, it kind of from playing it in VR, I kind of wish that I would have bought that uh that foot flap thing that you can make from the deluxe kit. You know where mm-hmm. you like hit the where you like push on the. It's like a pedal, you know, and you push it in the and wind it like blows, blows uh, air in your face. I kind of wanted to do that for like floating around in the sky, you know, and the with the with the um, sail and all that. But yeah, no, uh, I think it's. I recommend if anybody's trying to do it, like turn off turn off the motion control, get a strap. And I actually, I took like a regular just waistband strap and just stuck it to my head at first, but that was a little too tight. So I just got the, I just went for the Google Cardboard one. And like I said, it's really cheap. You can get it for like, for like five or six bucks. And uh, I, think I actually just ordered it. It works pretty well. So yeah, hopefully they'll come at the same time. I mean, I got, I have Amazon Prime, so I like got mine in a day. But, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I did, it's, uh, I kind of hated it at first, but now I kind of like it. It's it's weird. It's a uh, it's very much like the blaster stuff that Jeremy and I played. You know, where it's like this kind of feels like old VR, but it's kind of I don't know. It feels like a it almost kind of feels like a color Virtual Boy that you don't have to like lean into. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it reminds me of that again. Cause well, I'm happy have... that Nintendo's getting in the VR business because I mean Microsoft staying away as much as they can, mm. and it would suck if there was only just PlayStation doing VR yeah. stuff. Nintendo just dipped the very small portion of one of their toes into it, but yeah, at least they're checking it out. Well, Nintendo did Nintendo did it in the best way that I would actually experience it. They made it forty dollars. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They made the entry fee very cheap. Like I'm not buying like a, you know, as cool as it would be. I have a PS4, but as cool as it would be to have a PSVR, I'm just wouldn't. I'm not going to get one. You know, they're what like three hundred dollars, maybe more than that. I don't know. I don't want to put that kind of investment in VR, but it, but a $40 cardboard one. Yeah, sure. Sign me up. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, I'm good with that. That's the level of VR that I want to be invested in. It's like that, the really small one, but yeah, no, I mean, if anybody has it, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, I played the super Mario Odyssey one as well. I really didn't care for it. It just really was like, I don't like this. It's it, basically the super Mario Odyssey one is really weird. You're basically like, you're basically like a camera that's like stuck yeah. in one position. You're like a tripod almost, and you're moving Mario around you, so he can go. He'll go like farther away and come closer, and you can kind of like zoom in on it. But it doesn't. It's definitely not what I wanted from VR in that situation. It's very gimmicky, and it's just kind of like I played a couple of the levels, and I'm like, I'm like, oh no, this this is just not for me at all. Like I I can't I can't play this. But I did I did watch the I did watch like the beginning the beginning cutscene and the ending cutscene in VR and that was cool. You know, I like I like doing that. But Yeah, those are cool. They're not like you can like look around, you know, you're still 
stuck on whatever whatever yeah. uh, camera angle they chose for you. Yeah, you can't but move it's more in the like a three D movie. Yeah, you can't move in the cutscene, but no, it like it's it had it adds depth to it. It's very much. Yeah, it's kind of like strapping a 3ds to your face, kind of, you know, like sort of that same technology, you know, where it's like, it looks like there's, you know, stuff in the background, right? And you do get enough of the sense that, like, I, I wouldn't say it's quite like you're watching like a giant movie theater screen, but it kind of lends that effect, you mm-hmm. know, that you're you're seeing something large and uh, fills your entire vision. Yeah, yeah, um, and that's that's one thing that I noticed that I liked about the headset um, is that the lenses are very big. And so mm-hmm. there's like, as opposed to other VR headsets where sometimes the lenses themselves are a little small, you can see the peripheral of the headset. Oh, okay. Lens, the lenses are, are really large. And so you do feel like, like it's fully wrapping around you almost. Oh. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can see the sides of this one too, if you, if you really yeah, look for it, but a little bit, if you look out of the corner of your yeah. eye, yeah. But if you're yeah. looking straight on, you don't really notice too much. It doesn't really. It doesn't necessarily bother me, though. But I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's like it's like just playing with it all around you. It's what it's what I expected that scuba headset to be back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I hoped that it would work like that. It probably wouldn't. Didn't work half as good as that. But it's like you know having a TV in in your face. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't didn't really care. Didn't really care for the Odyssey stuff. But I, and also. With the VR, I've been putting it on my face and having headphones hooked up to the Switch mm. as well. So that's kind of cool, like, to get the full, the full, full experience, you know. And actually, with Zelda, you know, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on in the background where I thought that noises that I heard might be in the apartment. So I'd kind of, like, pop the headset off and, like, look around and, like, put it back <laughs> on, you know. Because I couldn't tell if it was in the game or not, you know, because sometimes you'll hear little weird noises and stuff. But, yeah, no, it's it's cool. I mean, I wish... I hope that the more other games use it, you know, it's very, it's very, very bare bones, but I think it's, I think it's fun. I've, I've been enjoying it for Zelda. I mean, we'll see how long I stick with it, but it's been pretty cool for me. I have the idea for Nintendo and they should do this is the next thing they should do for VR is Pokemon Snap VR, because what is Pokemon oh, yeah. Snap? Oh, yeah, You're yeah. just looking at Pokemon. So how so you got the camera? Happen? Well, there's a, yeah, in, in the full, in the full set that John got. There is a camera labo in there, and and every and like most people have been like, hey, uh, why is this not Snap? Because you, you're taking yeah. pictures of animals, but not Pokemon. Like, there's an underwater, there's like an underwater thing where you take pictures of sharks and stuff. But it's like, here's, here you go, S- Snap, right here. You could totally do it. I mean, my guess is that some of those demos in in the VR set is that. Uh, with that, I think there are little previews for games that are probably in development. Like mm. they knew what they were doing when they made a camera and had you take pictures of little animals. And yeah, they knew people yeah. were going to go wild and say, "Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon!" I'm sure they're making one. You know? Yeah. Well, it could. I mean, for all we know, it could be a mode in uh, Sword and Shield. Like there might be because so. there is kind of a Pokemon Snap that mode in uh, in Sun and Moon. Like you can't actually take pictures of Pokemon in Sun and Moon. So, and they get raided and all that stuff. So, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up there, and they might give put a little bit of a VR thing in there, like say, "Hey, you want to put your headset on? You can for this part, and like maybe we'll do some mm-hmm. 3D for this." You know, like it's, I mean, just like how they kind of threw all the stuff on there with uh, Zelda and Mario, just like it was a free update. You know, it's just like here, if you have the Labo, Labo, you can use it with this if you want. You know, even though it does, like I said, the Zelda one does get kind of irritating where they, I wish you could turn off the 
the thing that keeps telling you to stop playing, <laughs> you know, cause that's kind of like, it's counterintuitive where it's just kind of like, no, <laughs> play. it's like, no, it's just, they did the same thing on the virtual boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But you could turn that off at least like it had the auto pause on the virtual boy where you're supposed to take it off your face, but you could completely turn it off and just play it for hours without it happening. I remember doing that and I felt really weird afterwards. <laughs> Everything felt like I didn't feel like I belonged to the world anymore. I was too, I was too much in virtual boy world. Or were you playing Galactic Pinball? Yeah, That's the game I played the most. Well, it was it was your it was your Virtual Boy that I was playing, oh. Jeremy, because that was like the first time I ever played one. I think that's before I got Wario Land. Yeah, which ended up, of course, is the best one. Yeah, I have that. I have that one too, but I didn't. I didn't play through it all the way, unfortunately. I I was at the final boss and I didn't even know it. I learned that recently and watching one of uh, Jeremy Parrish's videos. Mm. So I never did beat the final boss, but I made it to him. Mm. Well, uh, I want to. I just want to talk a little bit more about Mortal Kombat 11 uh, on stuff that I've been playing. Uh, la- so last week we, it had just been out for a day. I just played a little bit of it, but pretty much right after we got done recording, I dived into the Tower of Time stuff, which is like the online mode. And uh, actually, cool enough, uh, it says that I'm in the top 30 percent of Mortal Kombat players in the Tower of Time. So I thought that was pretty Whoa. cool. Apparently, they think that I'm cool or something. I don't know. I seem to be doing all right. But I don't know if that's just the Switch owners or if that's just everybody. But but yeah, I've been like kind of just going through the different towers to try to unlock different stuff and that type of thing. And I figured out – so I figured out what the whole uh, – it actually took me a minute to figure it out. So so like we talked before, there's been this whole backlash about like microtrans- microtransactions and all that in here. Basically, this is what's weird about it, what doesn't make sense to me. So – so you unlock as you go through the game, you unlock three different types of uh, of money, pretty much in game money. Actually, four. You unlock uh, regular Mortal Kombat coins. You unlock uh, spirit pieces and or was it soul pieces? And you unlock uh, hearts. And you also unlock uh, time stones, as they're called. Now, time stones you can use to buy stuff in the game in an in-game store, which actually took me maybe a week to find. Time stones are the things that you can pay for to get extra ones of, but not the coins and the hearts and the soil and the soul pieces and all that. The coins and the heart and the soul pieces are what you use to go into the crypt to unlock stuff through the crypt. So, and the stuff that you can buy with the time stones, that's completely random. And there's only like maybe three or four of them available at once. So it's like. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's weird because like I've actually unlocked a lot of stuff through the crypt just by playing the regular game, but if somebody didn't want to do that, I guess, and wanted to get a particular thing, then maybe they'd get a throw a fit about it. I'm just saying because I, maybe I, they I, would uh, see that that item they wanted was available only for yeah. that day, and they have to have it. Yeah, because I because I like I didn't even like know what time stones did until I got to the in store app. You know, it's like or to the in, to the in game store. And even then, I didn't really care about the stuff that was available. And I don't have enough time stones to get it because they give you a small amount of them. But it's like, I just don't, because like, you get a pretty large amount of coins. Like, beating one of the towers in the character based towers, which you can play to get unlock specific skins for that character, you get like 200,000 coins per tower, like in the Tower of Time. And that's a shit ton of stuff that you can buy because most of the chests in the crypt are like, are like a 2000 to 20000 a piece to open. So you can unlock a lot of shit from just beating like one tower in the, in the Tower of Time. So it's like 
it's it playing the game regular and not even thinking about the time stones and all that. It just feels like any other Mortal Kombat. Like they've always had weird scripts where like you go through and buy, and get a bunch of like uh you know promotional art for uh, Johnny Cage or whatever. Like you find like the mm-hmm. original artwork of him, and then yeah, you find stuff like that. You know, or like random. Or there's fatalities in there where they'll tell you how to do the ones that you don't know how to do already. That's been in all the games before this. But that's what I think is the big thing about it. And Ed Boon actually responded to it because somebody on IGN said that it would take like what? Like $4,000, right? Yeah, something like that to unlock everything. And it is really – it's kind of absurd because, well, every each character has like about 60 skins per character. And that's just skins. Like there's also other shit that you can get. And I've probably already unlocked about 30 of the skins just from playing the game. And that's not per person. That's total of all of them. So I've probably unlocked like two to three per character just through just through the crypt, just through getting the random stuff. So I don't know. I still I still like the game a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of buggy, but they actually released a graphical update to it to make it look better on the Switch. So I think it looks better now than it did when it originally launched. But also, Ed Boon is actually giving an update to give some people some extra time stones or some shit like that. So there is like some, there's like a package coming or like a, whatever you want to call it, ambassador program type thing for Mortal Kombat people who have it. So they are getting some extra shit to unlock stuff with. So they're getting another patch for that. But there are, there are like, there are a couple things that I found on the negative side of the Switch version when I was out. So when I went out with it, so, so I went to the Smash Brothers thing and I played it handheld and what really sucks is if you put the Switch to sleep at any moment, it automatically resets whatever you're doing on the game. So when because 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 for some reason Mortal Kombat 11 has to be online at all times. So if you're mm. online and then you put your Switch to sleep, it loses that internet signal. So when you come back, no matter what you're doing, it's so dumb. If you're like doing just a regular classic arcade mode, it'll just knock you out and you'll be back at the main menu. That's a major awful thing. Even if to you're me. not competing online. Yeah, if you're not competing at all, all online, it'll still knock you out and, and make you start. That's stupid. It's dumb. It's actually a great way to rage quit, I guess, if you, if you just want to get <laughs> out of there. I actually did that last night when I was playing a Tower of Time, and I was at the end fighting Sonya, and she had this crazy blood power where she got her got her life back whenever she hit me, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't beat her. So I was just like, fuck this, I'm going to bed, and I just hit the sleep button because I knew that I couldn't fight her again after that because it threw me back to the main menu, so... You can kind of use it in that way, so that's one of the big gripes. Also, uh, if you're not if you're not online, like if you don't have a signal, you can only do certain modes. Like obviously, you can't do the crypt, you can't do the tower of towers of time. Um, you can do the classic arcade, but you don't get anything from it. Like you can't unlock any coins or like soul pieces or anything like that if you're not connected to the internet. So that kind of sucks as well. So like about all you can do if you're playing on the go with no internet signal is uh, the story mode. Which is fun, but you know, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my that's my truth about Mortal Kombat 11. There, <laughs> just want to lay down. Did did plenty of research of it. I'm good on my games for for the week. If you if any of you guys want to want to jump in and talk about what you've been playing. Well, uh, I want to hear more about Cuphead from John, but I have been playing Cuphead. I, have, I haven't really gotten much further. I just beat uh, one of the levels in the second world. The when you fight the candy lady. That's all I've beaten in that. So I actually this week I just been playing Stardew Valley and I put something dumb like twenty five hours into it this week. Oh. That's nothing. My cousin has put like two hundred hours. My cousin's probably put twenty five hours of watching people play that game. Well, so, I put yeah. I had a yeah I had eighty something hours already, and then oh, okay. I stopped I stopped playing it for like almost two years, 
And then I listened to a podcast about it recently, uh, Retronauts, actually, and um, just heard all this stuff that I had missed because I I don't know I was a purist about that game and I didn't want to look online for anything. So yeah, it seems I, so, I, you know yeah. I got to the point where I got married and had a kid. But now that I know there's all this other stuff that you can get by completing these quests, like I'm going through it. And um, so I'm trying to finish the community center, which okay. is not easy to do, uh, especially with the fishing. So I'm, I've gotten almost everything but the fishing. And now I've got all these fish that I can only catch in certain seasons at certain times of the day. And it kind of sucks that I haven't been paying attention from the beginning to do that. But I guess I just learned my lesson. But uh, yeah. I've been doing that, and then I also I had a second kid, so now I have two kids, and um, <laughs> I expanded my farm big time, my animal farm, and now I uh, I have like a bunch of pigs, and they get truffles, and then you turn the truffles into truffle oil, and you make a bunch of money. So mm-hmm. I've started doing that. That's why I said I was truffle hoarder. Yeah. Um, but what's something weird I did want to point out, and I, I believe it's a bug, but in Stardew Valley you sell your stuff the same way you do in one of the I think the Harvest Moon game it emulates. Um, you just have like a, a crate yeah, and you yeah. put all your stuff in at the end of the day. Yeah. And so uh, if you do that with your truffle oil, you just don't get any money for it. It just disappears. Oh, weird. And I was like, what the hell? Because I put a lot in there and I wasn't paying attention to the tabulation of the amounts. And then I finally looked and I was like, wait, hold on a second. It's not giving me money for this. So I got online and they're like, oh, yeah, you have to sell it straight to the, the shopkeeper, oh, which weird. I didn't even know you could do. Yeah, I didn't know you could sell straight to the shopkeeper 80 hours in. So mm. now I can just go like sell my shit straight to him and don't have to wait for the end of the day. But yeah, I, I, I broke a million dollars. So I'm a millionaire now in the game and mm. uh, my farm's huge and it's just so easy that now I'm just like going and giving everybody their birthday presents and mm. trying to be friends with everybody and uh, try to finish the community center and there's like a couple things I can unlock if I like do all the uh, the relationship stuff. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. But it's fun. It's really fun. And I have, you know, in the meantime, I'm still farming because I love the farming in the game. It's repetitive as it is. It's just so fun. Mm. Yeah, so it, I'm still doing that. That that sort of, that game seems to have like so many secret stuff in it that you kind of almost have to look some of it up because otherwise you'll only see like a small percentage of what the game has to offer. Is what it seems like. Well, luckily, so, every year is pretty much the same thing. So mm-hmm. if you miss something, you can you come know, back and do it again. If you come back around, right? Well, apparently, what is it? After three years, your grandfather's ghost come back comes back to rate your farm. That's what I uh, heard. It's after <laughs> the first year he shows up, and oh, okay. and, like, and it wasn't ready. And so the second year he showed up, and I think that was the year that he was cool with my farm. Mm. But there's still more I can do. Like I can get it evaluated more, and I can get. I, I think I've got three torches, and I'm trying to get four. But um. In the meantime, though, I've just been expanding everything and doing all the extra stuff. So now I got into brewing and uh, like got more into making cheese and fruit preserves and like the far the farming with the livestock, like to make way more money than I was making off of farming uh, vegetables. But I'm still growing the veggies because I love my farm and I've got all my sprinklers and I want to keep using them. So uh, er- earlier, I forgot to mention my my middle name screen door effect. That's basically. I finally realized what that is from playing uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, say that yeah, you quick. saw it. <laughs> yeah, I can see the screen door effect. Yeah, basically, I, I mean, I don't. I guess it it means that you can see, like, it looks like you're looking through a screen door. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way everything's pixelated, but I don't really mind it. Just to mm-hmm. mention that. What else do you got, Jeremy? Uh, just been playing Wii Sports with my partner. She likes to play uh, 
Wii Bowling, so I've been getting into that again. That game's fun. What's your high um, score? My high score right now is not very high because this is not the Wii I, I used to play it on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my high score is like in the two twenties somewhere. It's that's not pretty high. high. That's that's probably my high score. My, uh, her high, her high score. She got two fifty something her first game that she played, uh, and she wow. hadn't played in years. And I was like, damn. My uh, my my old roommate uh, Nick and my current roommate Conan. We actually uh, years ago when the Wii came out, we actually had a night where we all tried to get three hundred, like get a get a complete perfect game. And mm-hmm. Conan and Conan and Nick did it, and I missed one pin. So my oh. high score ended up being like two seventy five or something like that. It was because because just because messing up one frame will make you you know lose a certain. Oh, depending on which frame it was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was towards the end. But yeah, I missed I missed one pin and I ended up with like two seventy something or something like that. So I never I never completed the three hundred challenge, but but Conan and Nick did. I have not done. That yeah, either. they basically did it until I think my high score is every, in the two nineties. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I don't have any proof of that. It's on my my friends we that I lived with over 10 years ago. Mm. Well, so. I can tell you about a whole bunch of terrible bowling games for DS. I was going to say Elf, elf Bowling. bowling yes. I know that one. That's yeah. the main one. I was going to do a video on Elf Bowling. Actually, the fact that there's two Arctic-themed bowling games for DS. You have Elf Bowling, which is, of course, a port of a Flash game that my uh-huh. aunt emailed to our family in 2004 wow. that we used to play on the PC. But then there's also one called Polar Bowler in which you're a polar bear in an inner tube getting thrown down the ice to hit the bowling pins. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. a polar all bear. of video game history of all the consoles, pretty much zero Arctic-themed bowling games. DS has two of them. They really cornered the market. <laughs> Breath of the Wild has one. Oh, yeah, there's a bowling game in there, too. And you're in a, you're throwing a snowball at... Is it Arctic? It's Arctic? Yeah, okay, it's well, in the mountains. Yeah, I was you... going to do a video on it, but then I saw that... Um, well, also because there's a move, there's a there's an elf bowling movie from 2006 that I sat down and watched. Oh my and it's god, absolutely terrible! Wow. So I wanted to do a Why video on that, but then I saw that uh, Nostalgia Critic did a review of the movie and the Game Grumps played the game. So I was like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I want the games to be so obscure when you search it, my video is the first thing that comes up. Oh like, yeah, no, that's that's definitely the way to get. That doesn't it. mean you shouldn't yeah. still make your own. I mean, I guess if yeah, that's your criteria <laughs> maybe later but, and maybe at some point later but it's, if it's a pet project that you just want yeah. to do like don't i, I do love elf bowling because it's just so i just remember playing that in the early 2000s i'm sure your take will be completely different and yeah possibly not at all influenced by their take if you have also watched. there's really not much to say about the game i mean you just bowl i mean it's, <laughs> it's your elf on the shelf and you're bowling yeah it's just yeah, like you, uh you, you you the elves are the pins Okay. Santa Claus. I know. I do remember that game. I remember yeah. that flash game. Like in the um, in the movie, the elves volunteer to be pins. Oh wow! Okay. That's a. Uh, there's some all sorts of like indentured servant slavery going on there. Yeah. They're no, like, so... mo- <laughs> the movie. Uh, it's Santa Claus and his brother are pirates, and then uh, for some reason they get a bowling alley in Arctic. But the one brother, Santa Claus's brother, is like evil and tries to ruin Christmas. It is very convoluted, and the the animation is very poorly done. The rendering it's in is a very Cain and Abel scene, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so brainwashed yeah. that they they don't care. They're like, let let me get hit by the bowling ball, please. Yep. Maybe that'll end yeah, yeah. all. Twenty this- flash games uh, <laughs> uh, on the internet from the two thousands got their own movie. Uh, that's fucking crazy. Oh, Kitten yeah. Cannon. Yeah. Oh no, it didn't. 
but it should have. Emo the movie should have had a movie. Emo the game should have had a movie. There'd be a lot oh, of licenses oh, the emo in game? there. Holy shit, I forgot about that game. Well, there'd been a lot of licenses in there. It would have been hard to put out. The emo game? What? You never yeah, the emo that game? game was like you were trying to... I think the first game was you were trying to rescue Chris Carabba from... Steven was, Tyler uh, had, had him holding him hostage. It was it was uh, the Get Up Kids. Oh, it was the Get Up Kids. The Get Up right. Kid. You could actually play as Chris Caraba. He was one of the playable characters. Uh, Connor but, Oberst was in there, and like, but um, yeah, you were trying to you were trying to. The guy from Sunny Day Real Estate was like God, yeah. the God figure. Yeah, hey, you, had, you had to you had to rescue the Get Up Kids from. Yeah, I think they were kidnapped by Aerosmith or something like that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was like raping or something. It was you know product of its time where everything had to be like really graphic and mm-hmm. offensive. Yeah. So what else? What else you got, Jeremy? Uh, that's pretty much it. I did order. Uh, I finally ordered the Labo VR kit. I actually ordered it as of us recording, like mm-hmm. literally less than an hour ago. So it's gonna be a little while before I get it, but I'm happy I was finally able to order it. It showed up on Amazon as like being available soon. So I just got the basic one. Um, I really do hope they follow through with getting the extra stuff separately later because I would like to try out the elephant face at some point. But. Yeah, you should be able to buy them for like $10 each or something like that because if, especially if they ended up doing the Pokemon Snap like we were talking about, elephant, I definitely, this is the only thing I care about. Really. I definitely want that uh, camera. Well, yeah, I yeah. would too if that were a thing. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. There we go. I got that. Um, I did want to mention just because I thought of it, uh, because we have a DS person on the show. I wanted to mention my DS costume that I made, and I wish I, I can't find a picture of it right now. I was going to throw it in the uh, oh, I have it in the window here. But um, how do you how do you throw I, it in? Hold on, but, I can I can do it. <laughs> I have it on my computer. All right, you keep talking. I'll find it. Well, before uh, before the DS came out, I think what it came out in two thousand four. Yep. Yep. It would have been Halloween of two thousand. Three or did or did it come out after? Uh, I don't know. Whatever it was before it came out, but I uh, I made a DS costume and uh, I was so excited about the DS coming out and the, especially you know the touch screen and everything. It just looks so wow. compelling. So uh, I made like a cardboard DS costume. <laughs> and, uh, Trey had a brew. I was it was a, he had a Halloween party at his house in Chicago, so I came up to visit and um, I made the costume there and I actually like. I threw it together in a couple hours. I'm pretty impressed with how fast oh. I threw it together. It was just like cardboard covered in foil. It was the original like silver brick yeah, model. The fat one. I'm trying to remember if I was at that party and I saw you or if I'm just remembering the photo. I think you were at that party. I, I think you, I was at the party. You, you were John Kerry, right, John? I think that was who you I dressed was, up as. Yeah, it was John Kerry yeah. with George Bush's head on a plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that the election. Then. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe it came out the holiday of 2004, okay. or maybe it had just come out. I don't know, but yeah, that costume was—it's probably my favorite costume I've ever made in my life. I mean, nothing's come close to that fucking stupid DS costume. <laughs> and it was oh, there it is. And okay, I don't know how long this will stay up for, but here, yeah, there it is. It used it used to be the icon for our show. So here you go. Where do you see it in the conversation? Yeah, there it is. Did it show oh. up there? Oh yeah, that is. That is actually better than I thought it was going to be. It was. It's just. It's just so ridiculous because Jeremy can't really do anything <laughs> other than be the DS because his hands are the are the touch screen. So you can't really drink or anything. You just have to be. The <laughs> yeah, DS. I had to, I had to yeah. use my hands to hold the bottom part, you know, stable, and I come inside of that cardboard part at the top. But that is like the proper. I mean, it's a little yeah. jankety looking, but that's the proper dimension of the screen yeah, versus. That was the, a, yeah. 
the top part, which the is scale. not very big. Yeah, definitely uh-huh. the scale. And it says, you can't see it with the Nintendo main written over it, but it says, touch me. Yeah. That was that whole like yeah. semi-risque ad campaign they had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sending out the mannequin hands. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. I was going to mention your mannequin hand behind you, Trey. The, I've seen that on eBay. Because once a week, I'll go on eBay and search Nintendo DS promotion mm-hmm. promo type stuff. And that comes on, and I'm like, uh, how am I going to display that? Like, <laughs> What kind of prices is it going for? Cause I'm is curious. it worth anything? I know Jeremy and I, we have one. Sean might have one, too. I've got one, too. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I probably thirty or forty bucks. There's nothing on it that that yeah, identifies it. DS it's just a it. hand. It's so weird. It's like the yeah. It's probably the most bizarre Nintendo thing I think I have, just because it's yeah. not. It doesn't say anything. If you don't know what it is, like yeah, how could you prove that it's a Nintendo thing? It's like, well, no, it yeah. really is. They send them to people for free. Could have just gone on to <laughs> JC Penney's with a hacksaw and just yeah. stole one of their hands. Yeah, it's a pretty clean cut. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that I just love the weirdness of it. I yeah. wish I, I somewhere along the line I lost it, but it's gone forever. But I did get it. They yeah, they wanted you to make was wasn't it? They wanted you to make some sort of ad with it for them. Yeah, they, they wanted you like to basically take, pick the best ad. Yeah, they wanted to take you, you you take pictures of yourself touching things and stuff like that with it. It's like okay, <laughs> all right, guys, uh, sure. Yeah, the DS was such a. I mean, you know. It's Nintendo being Nintendo, but it ended up being a. Uh, I mean, it ended up being great. I mean, it, yeah, no, they had to. They had to get those casual gamers because that generation was ignoring casual gamers mm-hmm. like nothing else. So yeah. they made their money off of it, and you know, some good games, some, you know, a lot. That's when they learned that they could do the same thing with their next console. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, with the 3ds, but but I think well, that, with I the mean, uh, yeah. Wii. Sure. Well, I mean. Yeah, well, they were. Was it the DS was pre Wii, right? Yeah, no, it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah the right. DS was like, uh, yeah, almost like their like, two years first before foray into that. Yeah. The, the, the Game Boy DS, as you called it, the third pillar, is what they <laughs> tried to call. Yeah. It. So, uh, what do you got, John? I know there's a game that you want to talk about that you talked about earlier. Yeah, I got a couple of games I, I played a lot this week actually. Um, so yeah, Cuphead. Uh, I got Cuphead, but two weeks ago, I'm I'm, I'm loving it. I think it's a great game. Um, so where? How far are you into it? You have, you got further than I have. Really? Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I've been pretty busy the last couple weeks. So I thought, like, because like, I've seen you on playing it a lot, but I guess. Yeah, I, I have been. Much. I've been on there. I, I have not gotten into the second um, world yet, so okay. I'm. I have to beat the the plane lady. Yeah, yeah. That's the last one I beat too on the first world. So yeah, I, I beat, beat the plane, plane lady, and then I've beat one other boss since then. So I'm not that far ahead of you. I've been kind of using it as like, um, like, sort of a detox because I'm I'm writing uh, a script right now, and like when I'm concentrating so hard on the script, I get to a point where I just feel like my brain can't take anymore. I need to take a break, and I go to uh, Cuphead wow. because it's it's like it has that Tetris effect when you really get into the zone on it, and you're mm. just like memorizing the patterns. And it is true know, about that. It, I find that it just demands that I have my full attention on something else. And if I play it for like 10 minutes, then I can come back to writing again with my mind sort of refreshed. Mm-hmm. So it's been useful to me in that way. Wow. It's so, so weird because I, I take a break from Cuphead and play something else. But <laughs> yeah. you use Cuphead as your break. Yeah. I still haven't, <laughs> well, I still, I still haven't played Cuphead. So that's why Cuphead. you didn't see me on there a lot is because I'll use it sporadically. I know you're really good at those. You're good at those kind of like side-scrolling Twitch-based games. So I kind of thought you would be like, oh yeah, 
much fun. I can't wait till I'm I'm done with this script so I can just dive in fully on. Are you adapting something or are you writing an original? I am. Yeah, I'm I'm adapting something, and so that's been a new process for me because I've not Mm -hmm. done that yet. Um, So I had to figure out how to do that, and you know I've got a handle on it now. And uh, next week I'll be free to play. Wow! Yes, Yes. right and quick. So yeah. Besides Cuphead, um, I got the Labo VR. We talked about that a little bit. I'll give a little bit more of my impressions on it. I won't talk too much about it. Uh, I, only talk, I only played it for like maybe two hours the other night. Um, I kind of did a whirlwind tour through through the Labo VR mini games, um, and I checked out Mario for about ten minutes and Zelda. Zelda for only about five minutes. Mm. I had a bad experience with Zelda. It is. The first experience is bad, man. Like I said, you got yeah. it, it, you got to try it again. Like it was real bad for me too, but I came back to it just because I wanted to give it a non hungover try. But uh, you probably <laughs> weren't hungover. That, that was my excuse for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take another look at it. You know, I said it at first, you know, oh, never again. I don't need to try that again. But um, once you said it about you know, turning off the motion controls, I think I'll give it another shot and see how I like it. Um, yeah, and then for the Mario, I thought, yeah, that's like, it's novel, you know, I might pop in and try to do all, all the different challenges, but I, I doubt I'll give it more than another hour, maybe an hour and a half or something. Mm. I think I could just like, you know, tool around with it for a little bit and that'll be that. Um, yeah, all, all the mini games on the, on the actual VR cartridge, uh, I'm really enjoying what I've played so far. Um, I liked running around with a little robot man and having him jump up on the platforms. And first thing I did was, um, I had him jump up. Like there's this part where you jump up on the platform, you hit another button and it'll form a platform immediately under, immediately under his feet. Mm-hmm. And you can just have him jump up and up and up and up and up. And up. Yeah. So I did that for about, I don't know, it must've been six or seven minutes. I wanted to see how high up I could get him to go. I got him to disappear. So, yeah, I mean, he, he was like two miles up in the sky and the game like forgot about him and he was just gone. <laughs> so I was waiting for, for, for him to fall back down and he just didn't. He was just he disappeared. Lives in the heavens. Um, he broke uh, out of gravity. He did. And um, what else did I play on there? Um, there was like a kitchen mini game, which I enjoyed. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the job simulator. How you can like, pick up objects. And that's throw them that's the one. uh that's the one that we uh, compared to Elibits also, like the one where you can uh, where you yeah, open all the stuff and look for things. That's a better comparison is Elibits. Yeah. Because it reminded me of like looking through, uh, yeah, looking through stuff and finding little creatures and sucking mm-hmm. them up and all that. Especially like when you're opening the cabinets and, and the and you find the fish in the refrigerator and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to really dig in and see if I can find, you know, a mini game that I would like actually return to again and again. There's a couple of them that are just kind of, you know, one and done, but um, yeah, it gives me hope for for what Nintendo's going to do with VR in the future. Oh, and I found the Virtual Boy video that was really cool. Oh, you cool. did find it? Where was yeah, it? Yeah, I found that. Um, there's a whole movie section. Have you seen the movie section? No, I guess not. Where, where, where? Yeah. What part is it under? I think it's on the opening screen, as I'm recalling. Uh, there's like a little in the upper left hand corner. There's a little movie slate, so click on that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like movie number 33 is the Virtual Boy one. Oh, weird. 
Yeah, no, you I can never see the Virtual Boy on on your your Switch because I know it's like what is it like create, play, and discover like the three different places, and I couldn't find anything in there. But I guess if it's before that, I'll have to check it out. I forget exactly where it is, but yeah, check it out. And it does a little video with Mario Tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my VR experience. So have you you haven't had a chance to throw any of the like the peripherals together then? No, I just did other just, than the yeah. standard headset. That's it. That's it. It's yeah, pretty it's cool. Like, would you would you agree? It's pretty cool how fast that thing at least goes together, so you can get into it pretty quick. Yeah, I, I took my time. With well, it like ten to fifteen minutes tops. I think. How long did it take me? It took me longer because it was like I put it together at like ten o'clock at night after I'd I'd been up for I don't know a good sixteen hours or so, and it was my first the uh, my first labo. Oh right, putting that together. So you didn't have someone running the tutorial for you while you put it together. Right. I was just being super careful and like, well, I, I never, before I went through these labo videos, I never considered the importance of creasing and, uh, where they just keep telling you like crease, crease, crease. Oh, you crease everything. Um, yeah. That's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Talk to your kids today about creasing. <laughs> Double crease something. <laughs> did you, did you need a, did you need an adult and a thin coin to help you out with the, with the, with the, with the sides <laughs> right, of I that? I did call my mom and you know, yeah. <laughs> she's coming. She's on the way. <laughs> she's bringing um, her thin coin. The guitar pick also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the game that I, well, I'll, I'll talk about two other games and then I'll talk about the game that I really want to talk about. I played two VR games. I played, Synth Riders, which is kind of like a take on, on Beat Saber. Okay. Except for, yeah, I like imagine Beat Saber, except for you're, you're not swinging swords. You're like punching at these balls that are coming at you. Like imagine a bunch of tennis balls coming at you in various patterns and you have to punch the tennis balls, right? Um, it was interesting. I, th- I still like Beat Saber better, but it's, um, synth riders makes you d- feel more like you're legitimately dancing because yeah, there are I've like streaks. You played it? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a different take, definitely in the same vein. Yeah, um, but yeah, it makes you do like these fluid arm movements and everything, which was it was pretty cool. Um, and then Vacation Simulator, I got to try that, the sequel to Job Simulator. Oh, okay. Um, do, you, do you like? Yeah. Do you like just sit down on the beach and stare at the sun, or like what do you do in uh Vacation simulator, or do you get to like pretend to drink beers or something and <laughs> hang out, yeah, hang out so at a pool? It's it's really cool, you know. It's like they took the concepts of job simulator, and now you can definitely see they've got the Google the Google budget behind them because the developer was purchased by Google. Google in the meantime, ah, uh, okay. Um, it's bigger. It's just bigger. Is this an Oculus game? I played it on. It's on both. I played it on Vive, but um. Yeah, you can actually move around. Like, there's a whole kind of like a, a little world versus Job Simulator. You were restricted to what, whatever, um, basically like cubicle or, or or garage or whatever it was that you were at. Um, but you can like point over there and move over there and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like Job Simulator, but but bigger. So I enjoyed it, of course. And then the one that I really want to talk about is. Uh, maybe one it didn't get a lot of fanfare as far as like a buildup or anything. Um, but as soon as I saw it, I mentioned it on the show. Uh, I was like, that's a game I got to get. And so I got it. It's super blood hockey. Okay. And what Su- super blood hockey is NES ice hockey 
like on steroids and cracked out and super bloody. <laughs> so right. if you liked ice hockey for the NES, which I did, I loved that game as a kid. It was one of my favorite NES games. You got to get this game. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I played like, more Blades of Steel, but isn't ice hockey on the? Uh, it's on the NES. Wait, it, is it on the it NES? Is, it is. It we is. We played it. We all played it online. Remember? We, That's right. Uh, yeah, we, we, we made a video of it. And yeah, y'all killed the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, John. John it's, taught us how to play because he was mm-hmm. a big fan of it. I, I th- love it. Yeah. And so, do you remember the site Newgrounds, which I think is? Totally I do. Yeah. 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 So imagine like uh, a Newgrounds take on on ice hockey, and. Okay. That's what it. That's what it is. It's like everything is super violent and edgy. Yeah. You got it. Yep. Yep. So like when you get injured, you like it'll explain like what the injury is. And the other day, I got a severely distended testicle, <laughs> or like all kinds of uh, so just, all kinds of gruesome things in that game. It's, it's, it's the price joy of watching. Hockey. Yeah, the price of playing hockey and the joy of watching little sprites just like beat each other up and murder each other. To, and it's funny because when they die, they stay on the ice like, for the rest of the game. <laughs> so you got to work. Do they die forever? <laughs> yeah, like they're dead. So it's part like of you the lose them from your roster. Yeah. Yep. That's the other really cool thing is that there's the exhibition mode, which is fun when you just want to jump in and play. There's actually like a season mode, and so you have to build your characters up. There's a whole other aspect to it. Yeah, it looks, where you it's like sort of it, a sport RPG or no. Like yeah, like a sport RPG, more like a more like football manager, or like a, a simulation kind of thing. Not so much story based, but you're looking at your player's stats and you know how can I uh, build him up? Like he needs to gain more muscle, or are there um, like mini games for that, or is that just part of the actual that's game like, itself? So you'll have like a season, right? And you spend your time in the locker room. You're the coach, and um, you have to, the, the main goal is you, you have to make your team profitable, right? And they talk about that in humorous ways, like, you know, profit above all else, right? Um, so you have to, like, buy new players. You have to buy drugs for your players. Mm-hmm. Steroids. Um, you have to make sure they're training and manage your team, right? And so you'll, you'll have the days off where you're just kind of doing that and you're managing. And you go to your calendar, and okay, today's game day. Now you play a game. Now mm-hmm. you're just playing the, you know, beat 'em up, bloody ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like you can just go on doing that forever. Like there's seasons. I'm on season two right now. I got third place this last season, so I gotta pick it up a little bit. Maybe give my guys some more drugs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I can't recommend it enough. Mm. I think it's only fifteen bucks. It's on. Right, it's it's on actually. Sale right it's now. actually on sale now. It, it's still on the release. The release sale. It's eleven ninety nine. So I mean, and I think it's regularly fifteen. So it's a pretty good. Pretty good deal on there for that. You. Uh, I did, You. You sent me. You sent something to the Slack, John, of like a video mm. of uh, yeah. the coach killing himself because the team yeah. wasn't good so, enough. It's like so. Yeah, it's so dark. It's because it my my team ran out of money. And so when your team run, runs out of money, your uh, coach, uh, he locks himself in the room. Like, you, you can't get out. You, uh, he's in his office, and there's, like, a big door with a with a skull and crossbones on it. And the only thing you can do is pick up the gun on the floor and blow your brains out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. It goes super and dark. And then it cuts to the back alley 
with your body in the dumpster covered in flies, and it says game over. <laughs> wow. Brutal. Just throwing it throwing it right at you there. Yeah, I, I love this game. The only thing that's kind of got me down about it is that there's no online, which I got to think that, um, you know, maybe that's coming. I don't maybe know. They'll patch it, it, it seems like know. a game that's just made for pick up and play online. And uh, hopefully you guys, all you listeners out there, buy Super Blood Hockey and, and you know, make it worthwhile for them to do the online mode. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you can do it like for, you know, what's the price? Original NES. I think it's 12 bucks right now. It's 11.99 right now. I looked at it. I'm looking at the eShop right now. And that but that's a sale, but I don't know how long. I mean, it's like, you know, they have a they basically have release sales, you know, where uh-huh. where it'll go for here, let's check right, right now. Right, right. It's um it'll be on sale till actually it'll be on sale to the 16th of May, so that's a long time. It's going to be on sale for like the next like two weeks at least. So, so pick it up, people. I say get yeah. it while it's hot. Oh, and my name, uh, my name was uh, uh, Johnny Coconuts. Yeah, uh, I said that because another aspect I love about the game: all the players have ridiculous names. They're all food based. So, like one of my guys was Barnby Bagels. Um, it, Barry Sunday was another <laughs> guy, and it's just one of those charming little things that they thought to put in there. Um, just to make you laugh, Mm-mm. all the ridic- ridiculous name combinations. And oh, by the way, I think it's developed by it's a small team. It's like one or two guys who made this game. They did a phenomenal job. It's a uh, Digerati is the mm-hmm. is the company. Says so, well, I mean, I don't. That's probably whoever produced it. But there is a bunch of other stuff on there by them on on the uh, on the eShop. But yeah, no, it, it sounds cool and it's super cheap right now. So and yeah, it's on sale for the next two weeks. So. I might end up getting it in the next two weeks. We'll see. I, I, my money's kind of tight right now. But what is what is the bug that you found, John, in there? Oh, I did find a bug. Yeah, that was disappointing. The bug was so you you can buy players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my guys died out on the ice, so I bought a new player, um, mm-hmm. Barnaby Bagels. And what I found was that when I bought Barnaby Bagels, after that, um, when I went to go say like read a chart that was on the wall or talk to another player or anything that anything that would require a text box to pop up. The only thing that would come up was Barnaby Bagel's stats. Oh, okay. Oh, All weird. throughout the game. So hmm. if you get the game, just don't buy Barnaby Bagels, perhaps. Hmm. I don't know. Um, and then you can avoid that problem. Oh, weird. I, I, it was like I had to cut the game off, and so I lost my progress for the season. Because oh. even when I went to, like, quit the game it would just say barnaby bagel stats weird that's a that's actually that's another weird thing about mortal kombat 11 sometimes like i've actually gotten kicked out of the game like maybe four or five times and if you're about to fight a match you can use consumables with a k that's how they spell um you basically get a thing that you can like you know bring your give your give more life to your character you can attack like whenever you want like by moving the the right analog stick whatever but if you use any consumables and the game like errors and kicks you out before you start the match you'll lose those consumables so like when i came back they were gone which really pissed me off so like i there's that's another thing on there it's still kind of yeah they're they're patching it and all that and hopefully fixing it but yeah i just thought of that is that that's all you've been playing john that's that what uh what have you been playing uh cliff uh yeah so i for fun i've been playing uh, astrobot for playstation 4 vr which I was really impressed by. Um, 
Like I said, I played Job Simulator. I played a few other ones. I played like Radial G and Wipeout. And those are good like VR experiences. But uh, Astrobot, I got to say, is like an actual good game. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the only flaw, if you can call it a flaw, is it is really, really close to Mario in gameplay. Okay. Uh, especially Mario Sunshine because he's got this uh, oh. a backpack that makes you float oh. for a couple seconds hmm. when you're platforming. Uh, which really reminded me of the, you know, the jet pack that Mario has in Super Mario Sunshine. Sure. Flood. But yeah, it's, a, it's like a full, full game. And I understand now why they uh, packed it in with the PS4 VR last year mm-hmm. um, for like Black Friday and stuff. Um, I mean, it was two years ago. But yeah, I was really impressed, like a, like a full VR game. Um, so I've been playing that for fun. And then. For not fun for my videos, I've been playing uh, two DS games. Um, one of them is the um, air traffic controller chaos game. Oh wow! Um, wow, wait. Where you where you control air traffic? You're an air traffic controller. You tell them when they can leave and what you know what runway to land on. You tell them uh, you know what elevation to come in at. All the like every little thing, and I. <laughs> I have pretty bad ADD, so I do good at it, but then I get distracted and I look at something, and I look back, and then there's a mid-air collision. And like, oh no! Oh, that game. Yeah, that game has an epic cover. Let me go find it so I can show you the epic cover. Is that all? Uh, so is is it all is it all touchscreen controlled then? Like where you point at like different yeah, on areas the bottom of the screen. It is you. Yeah, you um. You control, you know, when they leave, uh, a lot of it's timing because it takes them like 30 good seconds to to taxi or whatever. But yeah, here's here's the game. Yes. You can see what the guy is saying <laughs> in his little air bubble, in his little talk bubble. I am an air traffic controller. Yes, you are, if kid. That, if that wasn't obvious <laughs> enough. <laughs> air traffic so, chaos. That, that and, actually, um, that sounds I awesome. I actually like this game. Yeah. I thought I wouldn't like it. It, it it's a lot deeper than I thought. It's it's definitely looks like shovelware, but it really isn't. Um, and I wanted to do a video of this one because then there's one. We got this one that goes right along with it. Let's play Flight Attendant. The Flight Attendant game, which is, uh, yeah. So uh, this is uh, looks like a, a winner with, with the DS. It's uh, it, a lot of it because it's directed towards kids, and it's weird how we treat our kids with gender. And it's it's just weird, weirdly sexist. I can read you from the back of here. Uh, put up your hair, choose your lipstick color, and dress yourself in your favorite <laughs> uniform. Mm-hmm. Serve customers fresh drinks and tasty sandwiches. Show the passengers the safety instructions. Succeed and earn star uh, stats to become the best flight attendant. Oh, man. And then in Let's Play Flight Attendant, you can have the chance to serve a famous person in first class. It could be a millionaire or a movie star. Oh. So, yeah, Let's Play Flight Attendant. It's a minigame compilation. Um, some of the mini games are relevant to what a flight attendant would do, uh, such as serving drinks um, and informing the passengers where the uh, exits are. Uh, some of it is not at all because you have to sort luggage at the terminal, hmm. which is definitely not your job. Uh, no. You have to catch people when they uh, jump down the emergency inflatable escape. But every like eight or so people is a kid who's trying to fuck everything up. So uh, they try to pop it and then you don't catch them as punishment. So there's like a kid on a skateboard will come down and you have to avoid him because he's trying to pop the inflatable. And then, yeah, so I played this. It's, I mean, yeah, it's directed toward like 
there's small percentage of girls who want to be a flight attendant when they grow up. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good career to aspire to. But I looked online. Uh, the average flight attendant makes $53,000 a year. So, I mean, that's a living wage. Uh, you get to travel the world. And then sure. so I decided – so those are the two main ones I'm going to be reviewing in my next video. But then also kind of a little – uh, I, I, I titled the, the episode, um, a career in air travel. So I kind of just nice. took all the, the airplane games out of my collection to do a little bit on. So we got like top gun, wow. um, the goose and or Iceman. We got a uh, spitfire heroes, Royal air force. Wait, wait, so, 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 so do you yeah. like die halfway through the game? If you pick goose? Like, how does no, that work? no, but I wanted to make, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely gonna be making some jokes like about the movie or something like that. Also, um, uh, Tom Cruise DS. Uh, I could do a whole episode on him because there's three games in Japan, bartending games, just like the movie Cocktail. Cocktail. They yeah, never yeah. came out in nice. America. Uh, but there's like a literal bartending. Three of them. Volume three is the one I found, and um, it's it's rated A in Japan, which is equivalent to rated E. Um, so imagine if it had came out in America and you have a bartending game where you're learning to make these mixed drinks mm -hmm. and it's rated E for kids. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, do we really want our son learning how to, you know, make a dry martini? Like, Maybe. I mean, he should know. I mean, he can make it for his parents then, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, kid, go, go, go make me a Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, some of the other airplane games I found, I got B-17 Fortress in the Sky. Um, I haven't played this one yet, but I'm, I'm just going to do a little blurb on each of them and then time Ace, which is a pretty cool game and it has one of the um more memorable quotes on the back shoot through the past to save the future and i think yes. about that and i don't know what that means at all so. <laughs> well you know you gotta like divide you gotta, by zero and maybe figure you out go what back in time and shoot go, hitlers yeah. yeah you gotta you, you gotta kill time Hitler. travel shoot them it's a shoot them up uh with 3d perspective uh, so this is, I mean, this is like, I got this one for five bucks. It's definitely a good deal mm -hmm. for this one. Uh, so those are, and that's the thing about making these videos is I love doing the work of writing and editing videos and filming. Mm -hmm. It just, it seems so laborious to actually go in and play a game I'm not interested in. It's oh, something sure. that I really have to push myself to do. Uh, how, so. so how, uh, so about how much time would you put into like, a game like that before you before you're like okay i think i got enough like for the video um, like for enough yeah. time, i would say probably about two or three hours enough time where i know the game well enough to where i can write the script and plan out because i what i do is i write the script i record it on a microphone in ableton live and mm. then i film everything after that mm. so to match up so i haven't done anything with like my face or mouth moving uh so i don't have to be perfect, you know, in sync with everything. But yeah, so I write a script knowing how the game progresses, or at least the stuff that I want to showcase. Let, let me ask you, uh, how do you capture stuff off the DS? Oh, All right, yes. You, did you... Uh... So I... I, I duct tape my DS to the wall, I turn off all the lights, and I have my 4K camera out oh, of focus wow. to it. Because if... Uh, the first time I recorded it, I recorded it in perfect focus and I put it up and it was super pixelated. You could see all these scan lines that you can't see even in real life. Oh yeah. yeah. So what I have to do is I have to um, focus. You have to look behind it to blur mm. it a little bit. And I think it looks all right. It doesn't look perfect, but um, so much of the touch screen is utilized that I wouldn't really want to play it on an emulator because mm. 
you can't really tell what I'm doing at that point. Um, the last episode I did, I did one screen at a time. Uh, um, a lot of the DS games, the bottom screen is basically like your menu, as if you would push start, you know, and go through your menu. Mm. So you really don't need to be looking at that a lot. So I've just been filming um, the top screen mostly. And a lot of times you can switch the screens around. Um, and then the other thing is uh, I was using just a regular DS and I just did a garage sale last week, got a 3DS XL, which the screen is huge. So I'm really excited to record it now on a bigger screen, maybe get a little bit better quality. Um, and then, yeah, I run line out. Um, all the audio is pretty good. You know, and that's one of the reasons where I, not a lot of people play DS games on YouTube. It's yes. just, it's, you got to record the actual screen, but yeah, I didn't so even, if I'm making a 15 minute video. It's not that much work. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Uh, actually a friend, friend and guest of the show, uh, Fuchsia, she actually does, um, she streams a lot of animal crossing, uh, new leaf yeah. stuff off of her 3ds. And, uh, I think she, she told me that she like sent it to Japan to like get it modded. To where you, can, like, uh, yeah. where you can stream it through, actually through, like, your Elgato or whatever. I think it's through, like, the um, Wi-Fi or something like that. It's insane. Okay. But, I mean, you should look into that. If, like, with the yeah, 3DS XL, definitely. you know, you could do – you because then you could backwards compatible with all the DS stuff as well. Yeah. I don't know how oh, much uh, – yeah, I don't know how much language – how much the language barrier would be on that. But, yeah, that's something I've been – because first thing I – first thing I – when I had saw her again after a while – I was like, "Hey, how do you do these? How do you do 3DS streams?" Because I've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah. Because I wanted to play a lot of the drag, the re-release Dragon Quest games on oh, there. Yeah. But, but I was like, "How oh, man? It sounds like so complicated." But I guess it could be done, you know. Aside from, I like I like your plan as well, like taping it to the wall and all that. I mean, that, I literally I yeah. literally taped to the wall and turn off all the lights and zoom, you know. Zoom and the in. camera is so the camera is behind you. Yeah, no, the camera is kind of in front of me, kind of by my okay. chest. I just have my arms around okay. it. Okay, that's and, what I'm wondering. Uh, yeah. So you can see it's 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 dark, so you can really only see the stylus or mm-hmm. my fingers. It's all kind of like shadowy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, and like the last video I did is a 20-minute video. I'd say maybe six or seven minutes is of me actually playing it. The rest is just talking about it. Because um, the last video I did was a, a game that was pretty unknown, so I kind of went into the... The publisher, a lot of uh, deciding on whether or not it's a, a hard-to-find game is the publisher. Did that publisher mm-hmm. give up, you know, after release? Did, you know, are, did they just kind of do, like, a small quantity of it, you know? This publisher was called O Games. They're from England. So I mean, this, and they uh, were best known for the... Well, the reason that I knew about them was their series, the PDC World Championship Darts Games which we only got one for Wii and DS, but they came out perennial, perennially in the, in Europe because darts is like way bigger in Europe. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like the weird, obscure stuff that all these weird publishers, I mean, you just go through DS games and that's one of the more interesting. And then Wii as well. It's just seeing these weird publishers. Um, the one for DS, it's like the, the Holy grail of publishers is called graffiti. Um, I'm going to at some point do an episode on them, but, all of their games are now getting super expensive. The The hardest one to find is uh, Shepherd's Crossing 2. That one complete goes for about $300. Wow. Um, and they're a publisher from Wyoming, um, which I can only assume is because they don't want to pay taxes, and Wyoming has, like, super uh, great tax rate for tech companies. Yeah, but, they um, want people to live there. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And, yeah. 
And uh, I, I looked him up. I tried to, I, I emailed this publisher graffiti multiple times. I didn't get any responses because um, on their Twitter, which was only active for three or four months in 2011, since then it hasn't been active at all. Um, they basically said that they were going to release about three or four games that never came out. And then also GameStop's website had these games with a skew. So these games were said that they were going to come out and then GameStop has it in their system, but there is no evidence whatsoever that these games ever came out. There's two of them uh, called Moomin. It's like a cow cartoon character. Um, And then another one uh, about, it has FBI in the title Yet it didn't come out in America, but it came out in Europe, which is really confusing if you think about that. That's confusing. Huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, the graffiti, they they have um, a couple RPGs. They have one called Black Sigil, um, which is, yeah, it's like a European RPG that goes for like 80 bucks. They also, on their Twitter, were very proud of getting the rights to the Reader Rabbit series, which is an education game. So there's, uh, I think, I believe four of them got released on the Wii there's like Reader Rabbit Kindergarten through first, second, third grade, and then re- and then DS got one Reader Rabbit game, hmm. which is really hard to find. I have two loose copies, but I've yet to find one complete. There's one complete on eBay for $150, and I really can't, uh, I really can't live with myself if I pay $150 for like a first grade learning game. But yeah, <laughs> find well, it in yeah. the wild at some point. But well, you know. It, it kind of depends on what comes of the video, right? If it gets to the point where, yeah. where yeah. you need more stuff or, or it becomes, if it ends up becoming like its own way of making yeah. money somehow. Say maybe at some know. point yeah. you'll have people that'll, you'll, you'll have a big enough audience that maybe they'll let you oh, borrow games to do videos or yeah. well, I gotta, send them to you. Yeah, There might be right. somebody out there who's refused to learn how to read except for if they see a YouTube video of Reader Read Rabbit on Wii. Uh-huh. You, you could, uh, you, I was gonna say you could send it to uh, send it to R. Kelly. He's he's been claiming that lately. Oh yeah, that's right. I do remember that from the, the <laughs> interview. That he can't um, read. Yeah, that's his new thing. Yeah, he blames all his problems on his illiteracy. Um, my friend Jesse, who I definitely want you guys to get in contact with, because for sure he's he. You actually met him. He was the person I was selling video games with at MGC. Oh okay, yeah, cool. yeah, taller guy with the goatee. Uh-huh. Um, he, he has a complete Wii collection. Um, so it'd be really cool. And he's super into VR. He has a Vive. He has a whole room in his house dedicated to a VR. Nice. And he's really cool. He'd be good on your podcast. But he was down to the last five games of his Wii collection of 1,200 games. And two of them were those Reader Rabbit games. Wow. So they're really hard to company. Um, they've been bought and sold like multiple times. Just because you know, you all Google search them. And, like, I'm 99% sure that this company is, like, a front for, like, money laundering because <laughs> they, they yeah, they released games. But, like, they're so, you know, like, there's not that many of them. Well, how can you make money if you're releasing only a, a thousand copies of a game, you know, mm-hmm. unless that's why you're doing it is to say we released games when really it's just, I mean, I'm not accusing them of money laundering, but that's the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really wonder – yeah, some of those ones that you're talking about. I, and I, I really want to know what some of those flight attendants uh, mini games are like, like the one uh, – the helping people find the exits or uh, or making yeah. drinks. Or yeah. serving a celebrity. Yeah. 
there's there's even one where you're taxiing the the planes on the runway, and I'm like, that's not their responsibility. <laughs> well, they do. Well, you know, they they were they they got to do some extra stuff too. I want I want and, one. I, I mean, want... they put on their best lipstick. They're not just going to hang out in the yeah. cabin. All day. <laughs> and the, it is there is like a story to it. Um, and it's a, a woman. It's her first day. She's like fresh out of airline school, and and she really wants to be an air uh, air stewardess, and mm. it runs in her her, her mom was a flight attendant and she wants to be just like her mom and she has to work with this like 65 year old lady who just is super cynical and hates her job and it's it's there's a it's ripe for comedy for sure nice there's, yeah I, I definitely a lot in there i want to i want a mini game on there about uh that's based on how to explain to people how to use the seatbelt. like they should do a whole, yeah. a whole thing about that or or, or how about <laughs> a mini game where you have to deal with a, a drunk and disorderly um a customer or a like Flight passenger who's like seems accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like vomiting no. or like or like saying insensitive thing. I don't know. <laughs> or dealing with De- during... decide whether or not you're going to be a whistleblower when you see someone yeah. dragged off the flight. How there. do you deal with there. like sexual harassment by these businessmen on this transatlantic flight? Oh god, you know, yeah, that kind of. It's a whole um, new, whole new level of depression. Can I also there. talk about some of the stuff that I pick up? Like I mentioned earlier, sure, I play yeah. video games, but like I uh, most of my time I'm out in the world like looking for video games. I have uh, I have a rule right now, which is if I'm scrolling through eBay and I see a DS accessory or game or com like bundle combo and it makes me laugh out loud, I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let me show you what I bought. Wow. This is what a rule. This is oh my God. the wiffle ball game. Wow. With a wiffle ball bat and ball. That's awesome. Wow. And, do you uh, like fuck? how yes, do you so, how do you play what do you play with the DS while you're doing this? You like you like hit you like touch the screen and then you hit the ball no, on your is, own and have a good time. It's just, it's just <laughs> a bat and ball. Like the game is just a wiffle ball game. And like I think they thought it was so great that you'd be like, Man, that's a good game. I want to play wiffle ball in real life. Well, guess what? You got a real wiffle ball and a bat. Wow, that's <laughs> a, that's so nice of them to provide that to you. Like, uh, yeah, you're like, hey, our, our game sucks so much. So here's a, here's a wiffle ball and a bat. <laughs> yes, if you're really disappointed, you can just play the real thing. Um, like I have two of my best friends. Uh, you know, since I was in middle school, they are in a competitive wiffle ball league. So I showed this game to them before I got the combo, just the game. And um, they're like, oh, I know about that game. It was a Flash game. We used to play it all the time. So it's just another ported Flash game oh, to the boy. DS. Um, one notable thing about this game is you, you're not going to be able to see it, but the spine, the graphics are incredibly pixelated. Mm-hmm. Like It is like a 100-pixel JPEG that they stretched. You're not going to be able to see it. It's a fairly common game. If you ever see it at a game store, just look at the spine and just marvel at how did they allow it to be this pixelated. I mean, you can see the DS on top has, is pretty crisp and clear, um, but this artwork is just, yeah, like like a 50-pixel JPEG just stretched out. Kind of the, uh, It was like the final day that the cover art could be turned in, and they were just like, well, <laughs> it's it, fucked it, up, but it, we got to print it. Is what we got. Yep. Um, <laughs> one thing that I've noticed is there's quite a bit of these um demo not for resale cartridges uh that they'd have you could be playable playable demos in stores um and they say uh not for resale um and they're really cheap i got these two professor layton games uh for seven dollars each online oh nice um 
And I mean, uh, you guys probably know about like N64, not for resale demo cartridges. They go like at least $100 minimum. Um, a few years ago, they weren't that expensive. But I'm hoping, like I said, that uh, DS is going to catch on. I really do believe well, people like, like yeah. purist collectors eventually want those games, too. Yeah. And they're fun. Like I just ordered a Dragon Quest Nine demo. It oh, was nice. only like seventeen dollars, and I was like, oh, wow. "Oh my god!" If that was like for any other system, that would have been like fifty bucks at least. Mm. I, I think I bought. I think I bought the whole game for less than that on DS. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not. A, it was one of the first. It was actually one of the first Dragon Quest games that I bought after you know after Dragon Warrior One and all that. When I was trying to get back into get into the series. The thing about DS is just there's so much shuffleware. There's so much, like, useless kids' garbage games that it, like, masks their library really well. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you go into a pawn shop or, you know, a game store and it's all been picked over, you're going to get, like, you're going to get really, you know, a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, oh, DS, all these stupid shovelware games. But, like, if you just keep looking, there's a lot of really surprising games. Um, Here, I got a few more surprising games I want to show you. Uh, this one is another one. This one I saw in real life, and I laughed out loud when I saw it. It is the Caesar Milan dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Caesar Milan right on the cover. Does he use the, the microphone to let you whisper? I don't know. I know he does the type of thing to like intimidate the dogs. I don't know if you got to do that. I haven't played it yet. But yeah, I mean Caesar Milan. Yeah, he was big in the two thousands. He had his own show. So what the hell? I've seen a couple of his videos on YouTube. Okay, he was he was referenced in South Park. That that makes you pretty pretty big, right? I remember that episode they did. Yeah, and definitely not the only dog. Specifically, dog training game on the DS. There's one called Puppy Trainer, um, where you train puppies. Um, Definitely banking off of that. uh, The worst part of having a puppy in game form. Yeah. Um, here's another one that's pretty hard to find. This one is uh, Sean the Sheep, the spinoff of <laughs> Wallace and Gromit, Nick Park. I see that. Animated. Yeah. So they made a movie, and this Sean the Sheep game, like I found the cartridge at a game store for like five bucks, and I, and then online I found somebody who had just the box and manual, and they sold it to me for I think $10, so I kind of matched them together. It's very satisfying for me to match up the boxes with the games. Mm-hmm. Um cool another one which would definitely never come out for any other system maybe the wii is the curling game yes <laughs> yes i love curling the games. only curling game i know i love it just because that game is ubisoft um, too wow it, it looks like it says curling does it, it's yeah. a straight up curling ds this is straight up curling ubisoft game yeah, you can see the back. I got the little targets. This is one where I like relearn the rules every four years when I watch the Winter Olympics. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm always like in St. Paul where I live. There's two really cool curling clubs, uh, but they're basically just bars where you can watch people curl. Mm. I imagine um, that game helps you keep your screen clean. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say it's got some real time sweeping on it, right? With the touch screen. Yeah, <laughs> and here in Minnesota, the the gold medal winning Olympic curlers, they're all from Duluth, Minnesota. So I felt like I had to get this game. Mm. It was the only one on eBay. There was one American copy. There was five copies of the Japanese one. So I don't know what's going on in Japan if they secretly love curling. But And then this one I bought. I talked about Soloto Robo being kind of like a furry game. At some point I want to do an episode about this game, Alpha and Omega. Can you see this uh, sexy... Uh, fox with this like horny other wolf looking at her <laughs> really slyly 
I think it was based on a movie, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but I saw it and I was like, well, that's yeah, enough. I think I remember that movie. It does feature yeah. film, uh, yeah. Alpha and Omega, yeah. Just, I mean, most DS games are based on a feature. Like film. A lot of CGI movies around the time that came out, I'm sure. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like I got enough. People are always interested in furries. Everyone's got an opinion on furries. So I feel like I could maybe make a video with DS games that are related to, I don't, I don't know, but just thought I uh, get that. Or just of, Greek references. I mean, it's kind of like, it, yeah. from what I'm seeing right now of just all of these amazing titles that you said, I mean, you got, it's, there's a lot to work with here in the videos. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, yeah. I hope that I hope that some of them are at least it worth it to make a video of them because they yeah they're just straight up shovelware a lot of those are. See, having a lot of games though, I do like how you're 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 doing these thematic collections of like the airplane yeah. games or like like you were saying like the potentially the furry games like that's a cool way to like pull your collection yeah. together in an in, in a way that those games may never have been associated yeah. with each other before and especially because the library is so big it gives me that freedom and also mm-hmm. i just assume everyone else out there on the internet has as much add as me i would rather watch one person play a game for like five minutes and get the gist of it with a main theme with other games mm-hmm. than watch somebody play the game for 20 minutes sure or you know no i hear mm-hmm. you yeah i mean yeah and and, and it's like I don't know. I, I find it intriguing just the idea of collecting bad games instead of collecting oh, good yeah. ones or just like super obscure ones because, yeah, some of them are just like, what the fuck? I mean, I already kind of wanted that air traffic chaos one that you were talking yeah. about. And I, I found it on eBay for it. You can get them for like eight bucks even. So it's yeah. not that expensive. You got to get I mean, complete, though, with the cover. <laughs> yeah, no, it I mean, has see, the cover. Seeing your collection, you're not like that with all the things you collect. Just it happens to be with your DS collection at this yeah, time. Yeah, DS for me is differently. I mean, it's uh, like my talking to my friend jesse when i first met him i just collected everything and you know i like to go to garage sales and it's like i'm gonna be driving around like the twin cities putting miles on my car paying for gas if i'm going to a garage sale i have to be open to buying pretty much any video game they have i'm not going to be like i just collect gamecube i just collect game boy i'm gonna be have to open to atari sega like pretty much everything if it's a good deal and he's like you got to collect for one system i was like no i don't i can collect for whatever and then and then I kind of just like looked up these DS games and started calling around and trying to get like the big ones for good deals. And I had some success and I was like, okay, I can, I get DS now. I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, and now, like when I went to MGC, now when I go to a vendor, I'll be like, what do you have for DS games? Like, I can focus on that. You can have my list of games I need, not just kind of generally just collecting whatever i can get my hands i mean i think i think having the mishmash of games is good for you too though and if you're going to these like trade shows or these like game shows and stuff where there's other vendors you can trade and you can trade like you were saying like you traded a superman 60 or not superman 64 whatever you traded earlier for you know spider-man right spider-man yeah so like (laughs) it's still it's still valuable and to someone yeah, and like that guy collected maybe worth game. more than the money, the actual cash you could have given to him because yeah. he gets the game. Mm-hmm. That game's good though. The Spider-Man sixty-four game is. I mean, well, it's just the port of the PlayStation one, but it is good. Yeah. I played played through it multiple times. It was a lot of fun. Do you find sealed copies? Like you said, it was a sealed copy. No, that, that one was a special. That was at Half Price Books. Uh, do you guys have Half Price Books in Illinois? No, yeah, I've heard they, of them. We have they're some Midwest. Up. I know they're in Wisconsin. They're in Chicago. Minnesota, I've, I've and, been there. Yeah. But um, they usually are weird with prices. Like they'll look at Amazon a lot of times, so some stuff will be overpriced. But they make mistakes because they're a bookstore, and they 
put the price, like the loose price for a sealed game. Mm-hmm. So they wanted $15 for it. And I was like, I had never even seen a sealed N64 game. And I looked at it closely and it had these holes like diagonally. And I looked it up and that's how you can tell it's an authentic shrink um, wrap because mm-hmm. they have holes where it can breathe. And it's kind of a specific pattern where they're kind of go diagonally. To Based on the feet. machine that company yeah. had or whatever. Mm. So and I brought it to the last MGC. Nobody looked at it. Nobody, but then this guy Buzzy and I. I'm blanking on what his YouTube channel is called. Um, but uh, he, I think he gets some graded because he took the game and went over to the. I don't know if you guys remember at MGC. There's that whole vendor that had all those graded games. They want you to, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that's what he does, and I'm sure it's worth more. But like, you know, I'm not. I I get really nervous like holding a sealed. Nintendo game, like, what if I drop it and the seal breaks and yeah, the yeah. box get cru- gets mm. crushed? I'd rather just have a good game than a sealed one because it really doesn't matter to me. Sure. Well, and, and you want to play it too, you know? Yeah. I mean, I already had it, but it was just like, I mean, when have you, I've never really sealed. I think I saw a couple sealed Tony Hawk's 3 because that was like the last game that came out for N64. Um, but yeah, you really don't see those very often. I found more luck finding sealed PS1 games. But yeah, so I got probably about 20 or 30 sealed PS, and they're not like good games. They're just mm-hmm. kind of just like sure. $5 games, but they're sealed, so they're like $10. But. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the news. Nintendo Maniacs, would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you could do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. First of all, let's give your listeners a little something, you know, you know what they want right here, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, lay it on me. From downtown Milwaukee at the Midwest Gaming Classic, Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam saying boom shakalaka. All right, now I've, you know, authenticated the, uh, <laughs> sure, the voice. Yeah. So. Oh, that was awesome. Also, NFL Blitz, NHL Hits, MLB Slugfest, uh, Wayne Gretzky, 3D Hockey, a nice. bunch of other games, about 15 pinball titles. <laughs>
right. So, so we're back. Uh, we get it. We'll talk about the news. There's a lot of stuff happening this week. There's a big news item, but right before we get into that, I just want to mention some deals that are on the eShop because I think they're important to us and our listeners. Katamari Damacy Reroll is finally on sale on the eShop. On. As of right now, it's 30% off. You can get it's it for, 20, it's what it should be. You can get it 20 yep. get it for 20.99 instead of 29.99. I just because it was 20 when it first came out. I yeah. don't mean that it's not worth 30. Oh, sure. And uh it it is on sale till next week on uh, 5/7, so next Tuesday. If you guys if you guys are looking for that. Uh also, weirdly enough, I just bought Timberman Verse for 19 cents. Just because uh just because Kevin was playing a lot of it at the last like I play games event and it's 19 cents and I just just used my cold coins and spent nothing on it. So so I went and got that. Um we, we said Super Blood Hockey is still on sale that'll be on sale to the 16th. Another thing that's cool, uh Saints Row the 3rd is on sale already. It's not even out and it's 10% off. It's uh on sale for 35.99 instead of 39.99. Makes it a little bit better, I guess. Make you take the you know not as bad as the 40 dollar one that one's on sale till the 10th which i think is pre when it actually releases i don't know it doesn't what is timber man uh it's like it's basically like a um it's like a mario party game you know like where you uh cut down a tree and you have to dodge away from the branches as they come down to you all right and okay. it's basically made a whole game like that and uh kevin played it a bunch online somebody was playing it uh Two player there, it looked like fun, but nineteen cents. I'll I'll totally give it a try. You know, it's not really, yeah. And I just used my gold points on it, so I didn't even pay nineteen real cents. It was virtual cents. But yeah, no, there's some that, like I said, that's a. Is cool there an st- online mode? I don't know, but we we will find out. Yeah, I just bought it too because I have a lot of gold points. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's favorite game, uh, Disgaea Five, is on sale for uh, twenty nine ninety nine. About time. Uh, my my actual favorite game, uh, Ease Eight, is on sale. I don't know what the actual price is for it, but get that game. It's a great game. Everybody out there. Now, I just wanted to talk about a couple of those games because I think it's cool that, uh, especially that the Katamari Damacy is on sale. You know, so and also, have you guys played Katamari for the Switch? I played the demo. John has played the John has played the game. He has he has the whole what you, game. What do you think about it? I love it. Yeah, it is great. They did a good job of, of updating the visuals, you know. Yeah. Just slightly. I mean, the visuals were so stylized, they didn't really require yeah. a whole lot of updating. I, it just looks smoother. And, yeah, the frame um, rate's a lot better. I did notice, I felt like the action on the joysticks weren't, I felt like I could wouldn't turn around fast enough. Mm, you know, like it mm. wasn't as dynamic as it was on the PlayStation 2. Because then I went back and played it on the PlayStation 2, and I was like, well, I'm turning quicker now. Like, I'm getting, you know, I just felt like it was a little, yeah, it, hmm. it, it didn't feel like it was, like, going through enough. I don't know. I, I, felt, yeah, I, I didn't notice that. I, I felt like it felt weird, but also I hadn't played Katamari Damacy in a long time, so I thought it was just the the way the control is, you know. But I did yeah. play I did play We, Call, we Love Katamari after that, after I played the demo, and yeah. I didn't notice a yeah, lot of I a difference. After I played the new one for, I mean, the re-release for Switch, I went and played Katamari Forever for PS3, and that game is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I, had, I had never really played that, and I, I just love how that series is, like, constantly referencing itself, which I love, like, every track is a remix of the original track, but by a different band. Mm. So it's like, oh, I know that song, oh, I know that song, and, like, mm. every level is, you know kind of a reference to every other old level from the other old games, but it's new and updated. But yeah, I'm sure. a huge fan of that series. 
Yeah, I'll probably uh, depending on I don't know, depending on how my finances are next week, I might have to s- I, grab that Katamari Damacy on Switch for sale. I because really I hope been... they make an exclusive one for the Switch, like a new, not just like a real yeah, new like one. Actual new well, one they... That was the first Katamari on a Nintendo. It's never, you know, they mm-hmm. did Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Vita, PS. I was hoping for back in the DS days, man. I thought yeah. Wouldn't I wanted it be to perfect? see it on DS I, so I feel bad. Like, uh, a little stylus, you know. But I think they cool. are really committed to that two joystick control, which mm-hmm. is really simple. Like mm-hmm. you can teach your grandma those two, you yeah. know, just two joysticks, no buttons. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I played a. Uh, I played Canterbury Domacy on my phone, like my old non-smartphone. So, I mean, it was you could totally make it work without the two two joysticks. Like that yeah. was just that was just using the control pad thing on there. But uh, I, I thought there was a rumor at one point that it was going to be a DS game. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember just praying for it to come to GameCube, but knowing it wouldn't. Yeah, of yeah, I was hoping for a Wii Sony Wii exclusivity. Too. Yeah, we got a they got a a Super Monkey Ball game for Wii, but not a. Katamari game for oh, me. Oh man, I love that Super Monkey Ball game for Wii. I played the crap out of that Banana Blitz. I know John had that too. Great. Yeah, yeah we, I had it too. We both got. I those. own it, but I haven't played it. I, I hope that series is. You should dead, play it, man. It's I, good. I love those games. That Wii. That I, bought, we, that I spent a lot of money on, or not a lot of money. I've actually bought a lot of Wii games recently. I actually own a lot of Wii games. Yeah. Super Monkey Ball could be a, is a fun could be a fun multiplayer for for oh, your yeah. for your friends. You brother. know. Every um, Thanksgiving for like five years in a row, we would play like Monkey Target. It's like, yeah, for the original and the second one. Oh yeah, Monkey Target's great. Oh, Monkey Bar- Monkey Target Two is where it's at. Where you have the multiple monkeys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy yep. and I, we played we played a lot of that when it first came out. But uh, but speaking of Sega, why don't we talk about another thing that they've been doing great? They've just been really knocking it out of the park on this one. Uh, Sonic mm-hmm. the movie has a new trailer <laughs> out there. Uh, so I watched this trip. I mean, I, you know, you, John put it on Slack and all that. I'm really not following Sonic the movie because I don't care, but I, I watched the trailer for the show, of course. And I laughed out loud after, after I saw it just because I was just, I just couldn't help myself. I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening in front of me. And this is hilarious. And Jim Carrey going full nineties, Jim Carrey for his, yeah. uh, Eggman performance. Or are they calling Robot mm-hmm. Robotnik? I don't know. But he does go. He does go full Eggman at the end. But man, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, uh, why don't here you guys talk about it? I, I, you have more opinions on Sonic than I do. I think. Uh. Sure. Well, I I kind of made uh, a couple notes just about the the many 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 things wrong with this trailer uh, and presumably this this movie. Uh, well, the trailer starts with Gangsta's Paradise. I thought it ended why? with that. Where that is the most left field song <laughs> for but any 90s, movie trailer. 90s, yeah, yeah, 90s, man. Get that nostalgia pumping for the people watching it. They remember playing S- Sonic and then listening to Coolio. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's the connection. I don't know how much money did Coolio get for them to use that and they didn't and they just used the instrumental. Think about it, probably a hundred thousand dollars. Coolio got uh, how much did he get versus how much did his record label get? Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic's an alien now, by the way. Yeah, that yeah. was that he was says, really weird. It looks like I'm gonna have to save your planet. Yeah, your planet is Sonic not from? Where is Sonic from? Like, I mean, the stories on these games Green Hills. Green Hills. Where, where he's officially from is Green Hills. Sonic Cannon. He's from Nebraska. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why? I don't know, but that's because that's, there's lots of long straight paths to run without loop the loops. No, I don't need it. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, flat I'm, land there. I guess it's like the flattest would... state. Well, that makes sense. 
But uh, Sonic has electric quills now. Yeah, I know. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, the the yeah the the fucking uh, Cyclops dude that's in there. He uh, everybody's finding quills. Martin, yeah. He just yeah. leaves his quills all over the place too, like a bad DNA crime scene. He's like Baraka. He like shoots them out of his back when people attack him. You know, that type of thing. I guess I know, maybe they got it confused <laughs> with Pokemon. Is what I'm thinking. They thought they were making a Pokemon movie and uh, do hedgehogs. Uh, or what about the big pile <laughs> of sneakers? That was something that I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Cavern, his cave. He just he just out. wasted through all those sneakers from running so fast that he's just got them in a pile. And mm-hmm. I imagine that smells bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rings are portals now. You can dive through a ring and well, go somewhere else. Apparently, that has happened before. I mean, that's how you got to the special that's, levels in the very in the early early Sonic games, was the giant rings that you jumped into. That's true, but, but in our I, world, it's not I, currency. I don't know. I always took took that as more of like a, um, I don't know, like a transition or something. Not not that in the game in the Sonic world you could jump into a ring and go somewhere else. Well, I just thought that was like a artistic thing or whatever. Also, in the in the opening animated movie of Sonic Mania. It shows the it shows the three friends jumping through, who uh, uh, ring portals from one place to another. Yeah, in that beautifully animated beginning to Sonic Mania, they they, they do right. that. I maybe mean, maybe so. maybe they're taking it through too literal, but I'm saying that that does happen in the opening of that game, like in the in the, in the opening like minute long uh, intro. Every hero has a genesis. Yeah, <laughs> why do they have to or or a master okay. system? Yeah, or or a Mega Drive. If you're, yeah. a I was yeah. say, didn't he come for? Well, what was Sonic on the Master System first, or was he on yeah. the oh, Genesis I don't first? Know. It was on the Genesis first, and, and then, then they, so they, it was a it was a backport. Yeah. They ported it, okay. yeah, Because yeah. Sonic Two on the Game Gear, well, both the Sonics on Game Gear, are the uh, Master System games, the yeah. ports of the right, Master right. System games. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sonic has human teeth. This is the one that really. Yeah. That's Literally one I've seen up. a lot of on Twitter. Even though he's yeah. from another planet, he's got human's teeth. He stole it. <laughs> he stole it from here and put it in his mouth. He yeah. stole the teeth. Yeah. His uh it I'm just watching the trailer, it was like I was like, wow, this is like a high budget April Fool's joke, is basically yeah. what it looks like. The same with that uh same with that curling DS game that you were showing me. I was like, that looked like an April Fool's joke too. <laughs> yeah. Like that can't be real. Not Especially budget, Ubisoft, you know? Like they, what what are you doing, Ubisoft? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ubisoft is a publisher. Let me see the developer on this thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I don't see it. It might just be. Ubisoft. Does it have an official nod from like the like National Curling Association or something? Um, <laughs> endorsed. No. Endorsed by uh, Steve. Curler. Nothing like that. I, but you you bet your ass that the manual is in French as well because Canadians are definitely. Uh-huh. It's gotta be. So uh, yeah. And I think that was the end of your Sonic stuff, right, John? Of your notes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know people anybody... have been talking about like the design of Sonic for so mm-hmm. long. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm already tired, like with the eyes, and now with the teeth and the and legs the gloves, are weird he too. Had gloves, yeah. and then now yeah. he's got just white hands. And then, so I was at work, like looking at Twitter and then just immediately everyone is just Sonic's terrible. Everything's terrible about this. And then I, I watched it and it was like, obviously it's not what it's very uncomfortable. Everything about it is just, you don't want to see Sonic. If you think about like Sonic 06 on Xbox PS3, Mm -hmm. 
Like, that's bad. Like, it's a bad experience. But, like, I'm more comfortable with that bad Sonic than this bad Sonic. Like, because it's a game. Because it's a game. Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, if yeah. Sonic's failing in, in games, at least he's in the medium he's supposed to be in, you know? Yeah. This well, isn't yeah. a fucking, like, yeah, feature like film. I did like seeing Jim Carrey, even though I would never have cast him as, like, because I think, as Eggman, like, yeah. Dr. Robotnik's like He's a not guy. shaped like an egg. He's like, shaped like an egg, so I got his name. But like, so what? That, so do you think that Jim Carrey was kind of just channeling? Like it kind of to me, it like, like looked like he was channeling his gold, his like you know, or his mid mid nineties. It, it like, that's what I said. Yeah. It's his nineties. It's like Fire Marshal Bill and the Mask and Ace Ventura, yeah. yeah. kind of all yeah. like it's that shtick. Fun to be the villain. Sure, uh-huh. it, it looks like he's having a good time. So at least it's working out for him. But even yeah. the facial uh, for the rest of us. Breaking. We'll see. Uh, I did say like half. I did see halfway through. It said by the producers of Fast and the Furious, and then I just got sad. Like I yeah. wasn't. I was like, oh, this sorry, way you've why? come. Yeah. Let these people do this to you. Like, can it be like from another franchise yeah. that isn't about? So that means there's gonna be like twelve sequels. Yeah. I don't know if this is just because and, I have an emotional investment in Sonic or whatever, but I don't think that I've ever seen a trailer that's so just sequentially got worse and yeah. worse and worse. <laughs> and the they started with Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah. And um, I do music. have to say, like, I, like I, come I, on. I've showed th- five of my, my wife and then four of our friends. And my, they're all like casual, like they love video games. They play video games, but they're not like as into it as I like. They're not like reading all these people's opinions online constantly about it. And I showed them and like three or four out of the five really liked it. They were really excited for it. like they genuinely wow, liked really? it, even though Jeez. obviously Sonic looks different. Obviously, it's a different medium. But so I do think that I mean they want to make money there. They want to get to the like your average the people who are going to be seeing big superhero movies. People who are going to be seeing yeah. Fast and Furious. They want to get that audience mm-hmm. and kids. Like if I was a kid, I I would see that. I think it's so cool. Uh, so yeah, it sucks they're not going after the. You know, with the fanboys or the the nerds, mm. the obsessives about it. But you know, they won't, they got to make their money. I want to now now that they're like in the bubble of Fast and the Furious, kind of. I want a, I want a crossover. I want Fast and Furious, Hobbs, Shaw, and Sonic. Can can we do that? That'll be the next <laughs> uh, the next movie where he just shows up there and they just have to chase him in their cars and he runs. It'll be like yep. Sonic R the movie. It'll be amazing. That's that's what yep. I'm just saying. But uh. I don't know. It's I'm, it's weird, like, where I stand on it, for one thing. Uh, so I was thinking about, like, John, like, you saying about, like, Sonic being an alien and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, do I know where Sonic's from? I'm like, I, I really don't. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think that Sonic has ever had a good story ever in any game. So it's kind of like, isn't this just like another bad game? Except now he looks weird, too, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's kind of where it is on me. I'm not really that. I don't have that much love for Sonic. I mean, I think there were some good ones on GameCube. Like I liked, and I like Sonic Adventure too. I mm, thought yeah. uh, he, I thought Heroes was good. I thought Colors was good. I really liked the Advance game. Sonic Rush was good. You know, Mania was good. But like, yeah. I don't. Re- I mean, I never see. I never wanted a movie. Like, did anybody want a Sonic movie? It's like the no. same. It's like well, speaking of the DS, maybe when I was eleven. Like speaking of the DS stuff, it's like the Sonic RPG made by Bioware. Like what? Who who yep. wa- who wanted that? Like whose idea was that? Like he, he doesn't have any RPG. I mean, what does he level up and he gets faster in each level? Like I don't, I don't know. He doesn't have a whole I lot have, of moves for that. Here's 
with with the like the kids in the video, like the movie, if the kids like it, there's a whole another generation. That was something I was hoping you would mention. Yeah, the perception yes. of like. Yeah, and so like their parents are gonna be like, oh, you like Sonic? You should play the original games, and then you can get mm-hmm. another generation of <laughs> kids to appreciate the Genesis. To appreciate look how his eyes used to be attached. Yeah, look at his eyes. He used to have one eye with two pupils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the it'd, be middle. Like, it'd be like, Dad, he doesn't look right in the game though. He needs to look like the movie. No, yeah. son, please. Where's his teeth? Where's his dingy teeth? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, what if we get Sonic the movie, the game? Like Street oh, Fighter, yeah. the movie, the game. It I, will happen. I hope so. <laughs> Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Yeah, Sonic, the movie, the game. Oh man, I bet. You know what? I'm. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> on the Switch for sure. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see how this does at the box office. I'm. I'm curious because I think that a lot of people are going to go see this. At, like people that are, you know, just because of like the hilarious. It's like watching it. a fire, like watching a house yeah. get destroyed, but you're like, eh, yeah, watch this still. I think a pretty close comparison. I heard somebody else say this earlier today. Aquaman would be the 2014 Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. When okay. those were revealed, everyone was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And fanboys were up in arms and, you know, yeah. Um, said, Oh, I'm not going to go see it because of that, but they went to see it and it did. Okay. Enough to get a sequel, which no one saw the second one, though. Yeah, no one saw the second one. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I, mean, I would look at like, movie. People the big question. The big do. question in both cases is why now? Actually, the uh, well, no. yep. well, speaking of the turtle stuff, the same thing with uh, Sonic being an alien. That reminded me of that too. Do you get? Do you remember? Oh the yeah, because they were aliens. And they were going to be aliens. They right, were. They true. were just going to be. They were, it was just going to be called Ninja Turtles, and that they were going to be aliens. And real people really freaked out, <laughs> and, and Michael Bay told a bunch of nerds to chill, and they were like "fuck you," and he changed it later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's like uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even remember where I was going to go with this. I had an idea. The Sonic movie seems like this. it's about twenty-five years too late. Sure, the CGI wasn't what it is now, but it wasn't that drastically different. They could have done. They could have done the Sonic movie twenty-five years ago with CGI. <laughs> I think what I was going to say is uh, a lot of bad movies make money, like make money. Like the last, like, I, I don't know how many DC movies were all yeah. pretty terrible, but still made a lot of money. And I'm an Aquaman mm-hmm. fan, and I just saw that movie and thought it was awful. So, I mean, speaking of Jim know. Carrey, like, the, ma- the Mask came out in 1994, and that was like all about like pretty drastic CG- CGI effects yeah. on top of real life. Like they could have done Sonic then. They well, cost a shit ton of money. But what? Maybe they asked Jim Carrey to do it back then. I don't know. That's an interesting thing to think about because he's uh, he, he's really channeling those like characters. I, I mean, I'm yeah, gonna repeat yeah. that again. I feel like he's channeling those characters from what you would call yeah. his golden age. That made me smile to see Jim Carrey in a '90s thing and just uh-huh. you know anything '90s. I'm just gonna say, go with it. You know, like I'm I'm pro '90s stuff. Um, I do feel like there is kind of a glaring double standard with. I feel like people didn't give Detective Pikachu as nearly close as much shit as they gave uh, Sonic. I feel like Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu is just terrible. It's pretty cringy. It's a we- I, it's a I, weird choice, but I think that the character design looks really good for that. You know, yeah, like the, the character look the the model yeah. looks good and like the world looks good. But I mean, why does he got to be like a smart ass? I, I also feel like the voice. I mean. How awesome would it have been if you have got like Danny DeVito as the voice of Pikachu? Like you, Danny DeVito. There was already a concept trailer of that. Yeah. Or what if? Or what if they had the voice of uh, 
of a uh, coop on there. Well, it was uh, like Michael Caine or something. Yeah, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I mean, I, I like the thought of like not just a, a young sarcastic whippersnapper. I want to hear like a freaking grizzled. Yeah. No, the thing with Ryan Reynolds, he's just like a normal white dude who says stuff. I Quip mean, it. He quips a lot. Like gets. he quips. Yeah, that's not what Pikachu is to me. Pikachu is <laughs> just like like a cute little thing, but it with the you know. Well, in the. Uh... In the 3DS game, he had like he was like an older person, like he was supposed to be like a wise man, like an old. You know, okay, is what I got from his voice. Actually, what I would like to see is Kyle MacLachlan play uh, Pikachu in there. Oh, okay. And, and if you'd like to see that on YouTube, I made a video of it. It's called uh, Detective Twin Pikachu. Look it up on on uh, on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> where I, I used uh, lines from Twin Peaks on there for Pikachu. But no, no, it'd be it'd be a fun thing to see Kyle MacLachlan do that. But uh, I I much prefer the thought of Pikachu having that you know that old persona like yeah. that's not what you expect of Pikachu and Ryan Reynolds more lines up with like the pop culture yeah. of Pokemon in '96 like you would have expected who's who's bigger you actor might expect Jonathan Ryan Taylor Rose. Thomas mm-hmm. if yep. he had done the voice of Pikachu in '96 like that's kind of how it feels having them do him do, having Ryan Reynolds do it now and you got me thinking I, about you, you would make a decent Sonic actually <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know exactly how the 3DS game ended, but the setup of it, it made me think that the the ghost of the, – because the kid's father died and the Pikachu that's talking to him is his father's Pikachu. But that Pikachu didn't talk until after his father died. So I was under the impression that the Pikachu was the ghost of his father, was in the Pikachu, and that's why he was talking mm-hmm. to him and all that. But anybody had an old voice. Like he was supposed to be like – you know, a detective who had been through a bunch of shit, like a noir-style like detective that, you know, was – you know, like Eddie Valiant, but like older, you know, like that, like that type of thing. Like who'd been through some shit. And Ryan Reynolds just seems like a kid who's just like having fun running around being a Pikachu. I don't know. And it doesn't have the yeah. same vibe for me that I got from the 3DS game. But people, but there's some positive reviews coming out of it thus far from what they've seen. So I don't know. I hope for the best on that one. I'm going to see it. I, I've altered my stance of maybe seeing it too. I will definitely go see it. Uh. I mean, I don't have high expectations for any movie based on video games, just as like life experiences told me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I paid really $6 should. to see Max Payne in theaters, and oh, like God. ever since then, I've been really, you know, butthurt about <laughs> people like people making I mean, movies about good video Super games. Mario Brothers is what ruined it for me. So. Yeah, right? I didn't see that one in theaters, though. I, I, I sure did. I saw that on VHS at, at Blockbuster, so. Yeah, I saw it later. <laughs> I uh, saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, that is that one hurts. I saw it opening night, and it it ruined my life. It was yeah. But speaking of, uh, have you guys have you guys said enough about Sonic? Any any last yeah. thoughts on on the on the trailer? I got it all out. So speak- I didn't really have any. Yeah, John and I were kind of trading some jabs back and forth, making fun of Sonic, and what about the eventual uprising? What I say what. The genesis of the hero, the shitty up mascot uprising. Yeah, it's like that's going to be used to like so discord. Like every yeah. hero has a genesis, so like everybody who has a Super Nintendo is the enemy. Or <laughs> what other <laughs> sort uh, of civil war genesis games are they going to make? Are you going to have a Rise Star game? You know, are you going to have? Uh, I want to. I want to. Night. I want a Fantasy like... Star game. I would. I would go see Fantasy Star. I love those games. Fantasy Star. Yeah. Yeah. Those games are awesome. Altered Beast, man. Oh, Altered, Altered Beast. Beast. Altered, Altered Beast would be fun. Uh, I mean, I Shining, can already see the, the Shining Force rise from your grave. And just... yeah. <laughs> I want to see uh, Zero Tolerance, the game. That'd, that'd be an awesome one. Oh, Road Rash, the game by the directors of Fast and the Furious. 
Uh, Eternal Dark, or not Eternal Top. Darkness, Eternal Champions, the game. Oh yeah. What was the, the one? With the, yeah. What was the one where the character was made out of like balls? Was that balls? He was Ve- balls. Ve- Vector Man. <laughs> are you talking about? Are you talking about Vector Man? Oh, Vector Man. Yeah, there was yeah. another one. There was one called Balls, though. It was just <laughs> I do remember game. Balls with a Z. But it was kind of Streets like... of Rage. How about that? Now that one, I think everyone can get by. Streets of Rage oh, would be good. Well, I, I love those games. But speaking of other games that are getting movies, I just want to talk about this really quickly, just because it's on here. Uh, apparently, Saints Row is getting a movie. Same sort of. Uh, same umbrella of Sonic because uh, director Fate of the Furious is doing it. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. <laughs> Honestly, like you know what? Yeah. I mean, Straight Out of Compton was a great movie. I like that. I haven't seen that. I do want to see it. I thought it was really good. Uh, aside from them portraying some things incorrectly, of, doesn't uh, abuse I remember and all that? that. Uh, Cube's son plays him, right? So like he does. Right? Yeah. That's Actually, funny awesome. funny side story. I saw Ice Cube play Riot Fest a few years ago, and he basically paused his set. In the middle of the set to play a trailer for Straight Outta Compton, and that was the yeah. funniest thing I've ever seen at any concert ever. So, yeah, I think he might have had some of his own yeah. ducats invested in there. Yeah, um, and his son was there. Also, as well. that's the yeah. that's the movie during filming that Suge Knight killed those what just one guy or two guys? I think it was two guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know about that. Yeah, he's in prison now for it. Mm. But uh, Suge, Suge Knight like ran over a couple of guys he got into an argument with that were on set and. Mm-hmm. Just like kill them straight up on set. Mm. But uh, if uh, well, you know, also uh, also what's his face? Uh, Jerry, the the character that Paul Giamatti portrayed, he sued everybody who made the movie as well. And uh, actually, everyone except for Paul Giamatti, he didn't sue him. The one who played him because you so, enjoyed his depiction of him. I don't know, probably because he's white. <laughs> he's probably because he's white and he's a racist You're asshole. Right, but but yeah, no, uh, but. The Saints Row movie, if they made it as like completely ridiculous as the game is, I would totally watch it. Because hopefully hopefully one of you guys get to play it, or hopefully John gets to play it. It's really a fun ass game and it's like it doesn't take itself serious at all. And it gets super, super bizarre like the farther you get into the movie. And if they just into the game. And if they did that as a movie, I'm into it. I, I totally would love to see that. A movie about That's a gangster. a little love for a, yeah. a studio out of my town. A movie, a movie about a gangster that ends up becoming a superhero by the end of the movie. I'm totally into that because <laughs> that's pretty much what Sounds happens cool. in the game. So yeah, hence the straight out of Compton director. But um, no, that's crazy. I do wonder. Like, I it's kind of funny. I didn't see anything in like the local media about that mm-hmm. because you yeah, know, no, I've studios, never heard of that either. Well, that studio's right here in town where I live. So okay. like, why am I forgetting their name right now? Oh well, they're here. Oh, it's a oh volition games, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you yeah, might... the news just broke today, so you might hear some stuff about it later. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I follow like local blogs and stuff, and that feels like something they would have been like all about talking, mm-hmm. like oh, uh, locally developed game gets movie deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how involved they are in it, but hopefully they stick to this this crazy as it gets in the the third and the fourth and all that. So uh, this is something that we've talked about a bunch of times on the show. The ultimate downer of this week's episode. Uh, Persona 5S has been announced as to what it is. It yeah. is a Switch game, but it's not the game that anybody really wanted. Persona 5 Scramble, the, the Phantom Strikers. It's another Muso game. Uh, oh. At least it's going to have a lot of style. You know, I'll give it that. It didn't Wait, have so a great... it's not a port of the Persona no. 5? No, nope. it's not a port. It's a it's uh, a new game. This is news to me. I was really hoping they'd make a port of the... so I could play it on handheld. Sure. Because I, I bought it for PS3, and 
You know, I never like the TV's downstairs and my wife's always watching Netflix or Hulu and it's mm-hmm. I don't have time to put 150 hours into Persona 5 yeah, yeah. on a big screen. I have time to put it on my Switch. Sure. No, I was I was in the same opinion. I was going to buy it again for the Switch so I could play it handheld. And I think a lot of people were, but no, this is what we got was uh Persona Warriors pretty much. I uh, I was I know Jeremy, you probably listened to it. Uh, Acts of the Blood got a podcast we talk about a lot on here. But oh, I love I love that Cat Bailey said uh she said if there was any video game series that she could wish to die forever it would be the Muso series that that she would wish completely wish out of existence would be the uh, Dynasty Warriors games they were so cool when they I mean because <laughs> they pushed the processing power of the PS2 you know like you could yeah. have this many enemies on screen at once and that was so impressive at the time like holy then shit I'm mowing down like hordes of enemies yeah. Standing around doing nothing. Yeah, they don't really yeah. attack you that much. I mean, I did, I did have a lot of fun with Hyrule Warriors at the time when it came out. Like, I did enjoy it. I got all the DLC characters. They looked really cool. You know, it was kind of. I never really felt like it was a Zelda game, but it was Zelda enough for me to enjoy it. And I am kind of intrigued by this just because of the, the just the amazing style that Persona games have. It could make it a little more interesting. Plus, you know, the soundtrack is going to be fucking amazing, and the art style should be amazing too. So, I don't know. It's just a real letdown, though. Like, we were always... I, I, I'm thinking that maybe it's an ex- some sort of exclusivity between, like, uh, Sony and Atlas. I think maybe they put money into making it on the PlayStation, and it's just not going to yeah. come to anything else for the main series, you know, is what it seems like. But it's unfortunate well, that that's what we got. But it's coming to Switch, the Scramble game, whatever. I don't know. Weren't we <laughs> promised a Shin Megami Tensei game for Switch? Yes, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is exclusive to Switch. It was when actually, is that? It's been two years already. When is that coming out? Yeah, it, it was promised like at the beginning of the Switch, and there was a teaser trailer, and that's all we got. I've been trying to follow it, but I haven't seen anything else. I That was one of the main reasons why yeah. I pre-ordered the Switch right away. Yeah. And I'm still happy I did, but I'm just because Xenoblade Chronicles and Zelda Breath of the Wild, like, mm-hmm. you know, I got my money's worth just from those two, but I feel like it was that, and then the Shin Megami Tensei game. I was really look like I really hope they finish that or you know because they haven't had a release date yet so it's yeah, been two years yeah that hasn't really two. been yeah it's it, yeah it's just been uh, since they just showed a little teaser of it like when it started and said it was going to be a Switch exclusive and nothing so I don't know maybe now that Scrambles announced they can announce other stuff now but that was kind of a real letdown I was really. I, I feel like me and a lot of other people were convinced just because Joker was in Smash there wasn't really any actual evidence of it i guess <laughs> that no, it was coming wasn't. but and just... there still could be something in us e3 yeah. you know they sure. might be saving their yeah it maybe was, this or was like year. maybe they were trolling us mm-hmm. a little bit but uh i don't think so i don't think you make a whole game to troll somebody yeah yeah well i mean unless it's a muso game maybe i don't know <laughs> i know some of those games are like i was like okay did you think anybody wanted this i guess i guess they're big in japan i don't know I think we're good on that. Yeah, that's that thing. But speaking of E3, there's something that got a release date that's coming out around that time. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 has an official release date. Is this the same date that uh, that, that rumor said it was? Do you guys remember? like The, the Spanish... The Spanish Best Buy or whatever it was. Or whatever it was or Best yeah. Buy, yeah. yeah. It is the same day. Yeah, the 28th. Yeah, because it was a Friday. Uh, there's only X amount of Fridays in... In June? June. <laughs> it's the last one. But yeah, no, we have an official release date. I'm sure it will be demoed at E3, of course. It will. They'll probably show a bunch of it. I'm hoping that it's like 
man, ah, this is going to be my, if this isn't my game of the year, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised too. Cause well, um, yeah, I'm really anxious to jump on board with Mario maker having missed it the last time around. Oh, and I mean, I think you're, yeah, I think you're going to have a great time with it, John. I had, I had a lot, a lot of fun with Mario maker on, on Wii U. So, I, I'm sure I'll have just as much fun. It was on, all on the, I lived and breathed game. video game wise for several months after it came out. Like I actually, got, I, and I would be thinking about it like at work, and like they had the app where you could like look at levels and like send them to your Wii, essentially where they would show up on your Wii when you went to it, and mm-hmm. that was so cool. Because yeah, I could be at work and be like, "Oh, I want to play this level later." Okay, click. I want to play this. Plan level. it all out. Like, yeah, yeah. I was uh, into watching Mario Maker videos like something awful for for a little while there um just like wishing that i had the game and the system and all that but i remember like one time i i sat there and i watched mario maker videos for like three hours i'm like that's the length of a whole movie i'm just watching mario maker um just think if you could play it <laughs> yeah i think i could play it yeah no it's but, a lot yeah, it's a so lot of fun I'm, I'm i'm down for sure now the great the great thing about mario maker that i really liked and hopefully they do the same thing for mario maker 2 like all of the controllers were active, so like if you mm-hmm. uh, you could like have two different controllers, they both control controller one, and you can kind of make it you can make it a multiplayer even though it isn't really. So you would have a couple people over, just put on like you know a random set of levels, like the hundred Mario game where like you where they throw a bunch of levels at you, and you guys just alternate and you just play through these games that people made, these levels that people made, and it was just a lot of fun, you know. And when you incorporate like the amiibo scanning and like all the different skins that you could have in there, and people making levels based on like Pokemon and Doctor Mario and all this other shit, there's just so much to do in there, and it was just really really fun to play. I do want to mention there was a, a revival announced for a classic 16-bit game. So there is a new Earthworm Jim game coming, but not. Okay, I don't I don't completely understand that. But not to Nintendo. It's coming to the. <laughs> it's not coming to, to Nintendo. The, not to anything that anybody would want. It's coming exclusively to the Intellivision Amico. Apparently, oh, so that that new yeah. it's like a it's a new like they're trying to like establish a new ecosystem within the right. Intellivision classic scene. Well, it's basically there. Well, what was it? That developer that was interviewed on Retronauts talked about it. Uh, she's yeah, basically Tommy Tellerico is the guy who's yeah. running the operation now. Sure, well, so it's, it's a port. Uh, no, it's so it's a brand new Earthworm Jim game from members of the original development team, including uh, Dave Perry Dave and Perry from China. Uh, Doug Tenepel, who created the character. Um, so, I mean, it sounds it sounds cool. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, man, it's like their system seller or they're, they're hoping it to yeah, be their system. It's like seller. they're it's going to be like their their Mario or whatever. Is it a D master? It's not a remake. It's a new game. Yeah, was it a D master in the sense of like you know when people like went out of their way to try to put Mario Kart on the NES or something and, and a ROM? Like, is it Earthworm Jim dumbed down? No, I think I think that the game in itself is, uh, or the system in itself is kind of trying to do like it's kind of take a page from Nintendo where it's like, hey, uh, why don't we make a system that's not trying to be the most powerful system out there, but it can right. make simple games that are fun. And yeah, all I guess, the games are going to be yeah. about. Eight dollars, I think they said was the maximum price, mm-hmm. and they're all going to be exclusive games that you can't get anywhere else. So, yeah, Earthworm Jim for the so that's the their like Amigo. that's where they're putting their they're hoping that the Earthworm Jim's going to sell sell the system. Man, yeah, yeah, that's Earthworm like, Jim's great. That's our exclusive. 
It's great. It's but... pro- I wonder if it's a timed exclusive. Like, I wonder if they're going to be like, all right, that's well, kind of what it's I'm been thinking. A, it's been a year. Now we're going to put it on Steam. Well, or Switch if they want to make money. Well, that too, but Steam's where you go first. Uh, I mean, Switch has been out selling Steam for for a minute. Yeah, but Steam's it's easier to get approved and get your game out that way. Sure. I don't know. I, I hope it's a timed exclusive because there's a lot of people who want to play an Earthworm Jim game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there hasn't been a good one since two, so I mean, I'm kind of not really fully convinced on it. But that was the last time that these people were all on Earthworm Jim, the mm. original team. So I mean, I I have hopes for it. You might also have bad hopes because maybe there's a reason they don't work together anymore. <laughs> It'll be like watching a Pixies concert or something, right? Where they where uh, they all sure. hate each other. So uh, I th- I think I say that we just talk about the Rocket League news and then call it and sure. then call it an episode. How about that? This is one Sounds that why don't you take this, John? Uh, just because it's your it's your baby. It's pretty Resident fresh. Rocket League fan, yeah, yeah. This news just broke a couple hours ago, but Psionics is now part of epic games which makes sense to me i mean so rocket league has joined forces with fortnite right with fortnite yeah, yeah. so man there must have been h- how rocket league didn't get bought sooner it must have been a pretty fucking substantial amount they bought this company for i would think so i mean i'm yeah. thinking it's in the it's in somewhere in the billion range if not more than a billion yeah it'll be pretty pretty high for sure like um They've been running Rocket League now successfully for like what five years? I think it came out five years ago, uh-huh. and um, you know it is one of the the staples of esports. And I see how how it fits together with Epic Games. Um, interesting to see wh- where they'll go with it. I, I read I read what they did. Said. You see? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Trey, but did you did you anybody see the? Um... It was whoever won, like, I don't know, some Fortnite tournament, like a, a world championship thing recently. And they asked the inter- they and the interviewers asked them what they were going to do next. And they were basically like, we're going to stop playing Fortnite. We don't like it anymore. <laughs> like the people that won the thing said that, like, nice as their like answer. And like, they were sort of like, okay, well, we're not going to use that clip after the first person said that. And then they went to the other person and the other person's like, yeah, we're kind of sick of Fortnite. Like it's just the same. It's tired, and they just keep ruining the game by adding <laughs> wow. this crap to it. And they they're totally lost touch with the audience that plays it. Blah blah blah. So we're gonna play other games now. Mm. And it's just, uh, I wonder if Epic Games like was like, shit, we need to buy something else. <laughs> maybe the bubble. And <laughs> maybe the bubble is finally breaking. Because right? that was like just a couple Fortnite of days bubble. ago. That, that video was online, and it actually got pulled, like because it was broadcast on Twitch. And I saw it on Reddit, like in the, one of the gaming subreddits, and uh, it was already like a dead link, even though it was like one of the top posts on on Reddit at that point. So yeah. I actually had to find a mirror of the video to see it, mm-hmm. and it was like a twit someone's Twitter feed where they like captured it, and like it's kind of funny that just a couple of days later this breaks that they bought <laughs> Rocket League. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't doubt they were thinking about okay, we got to do something beyond Fortnite. Um, that's sort of in the similar vein or has a similar appeal. You know, Rocket League is like at this point kind of a what do you call it? Like one of the, one of the original esports types of games um, mm-hmm. of this of this go around. Five years is a long time to stick around and, and do what they do and still retain as many players as they have. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it it is a different thing. You know, there's a couple of. Uh, um, what do they call them? The 
what's what's the what's the the Fortnite type game called? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah, Battle Royale. There's a couple of those now. Those are Tetris ninety nine to be a crowded field, but there's not another thing like Rocket League with you know your cars driving it's around really not. hitting giant soccer balls, right? It's a combination of yeah, car uh, racing game and a, yeah, it's unique a sports game, which both are popular genres. Mm. Mm-hmm. From what I read in the article, it seemed like they're saying like, "Oh, we're bought by these people, but we're not changing anything," which hopefully is true. I've heard that happen before, as far as uh, dive bars go. Like some friends of mine actually dive bar I knew of got bought up by people and they're like, Oh, we're going to keep it the same. And then they fired everybody that worked there. So, Hey, you know, hopefully that's not what's going to happen between these two, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go. I mean, maybe they, they're expecting to get more people involved with rocket league. Maybe. Well, especially since it's already an established esport, that's going to be some, some, uh, walking on eggshells kind of territory. Cause Mm -hmm. you got to, you got to maintain the game at what level it is and still follow whatever the fan community, you know, because I'm sure that game's been updated based on feedback exclusively from the people that are playing it. So mm-hmm. how is that going to remain when a bigger company that very recently got accused of losing touch with their their base by the people who won their giant tournament? Um, how are they going to do the same thing with Rocket League? I would be interested to, to see how this plays out But they or were if they in- kill it. But they were in Endgame, man. Like, how how non in touch are you in people with people if you're in a fucking Avengers movie? Spoilers. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter to the story, but but Fortnite is in Avengers. Wow. <laughs> for anybody who hasn't seen it. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's our episode for this week. We get we went kind of long, but that's all right. We had a lot of stuff in there. Thanks again for uh, joining us, Cliff Johnson, DSS. Yeah, thanks, DS, Cliff. DSK. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, why don't you, why don't you tell everybody, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So twitter.com slash D escapades. It's like the word escapade, but the E is replaced with a D. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same is on YouTube D escapades. I was really lucky that nobody else picked that name it's I good it while I was uh, in the bathroom and, and right away I was like, Oh, I bet nobody's had that before so very nice yeah de-escapades um i'm gonna try to have at least two videos up in may um so yeah look out for that cool um other than that i don't have much more i have a soundcloud i produce music so if you guys okay. ever need theme songs to your podcast oh, nice. so yeah, when yeah. you said when you said you were recording with ableton i was like why does why do you need ableton for yeah well, that's just what i'm uh, most comfortable with youtube <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah also, they got a good sidechain compression, so when I got background music and my voice talks, the background music goes down, which is handy. Uh, yeah, to yeah. avoid copyright infringement and all that. Sure. Copyright strikes, rather. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link to the YouTube channel in the description of the episode yeah. as well. And I will tag you on the Twitter as well when, awesome. when, when the also, episode um, is released. Coming up soon, I'm going to be reaching um, 1,000 followers on Twitter, and I'm going to be giving away uh, four complete DS games. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. The four followers. So I'm excited for that. And they're, like, good games. They're not, like, amazing games, but I'm, like, giving away, you know, like, how, $15 games. How do the followers win the games? Uh, they have to uh, retweet it. That's probably it, Okay. I guess. Oh, nice. And That's also true. follow me. Well, I'm going to say... A follower wins it. So just retweet it and then say which game you want uh, because I'll be giving away four of them and I want to make sure you get one you want. Okay. So once you comment, I'll randomly pick 
out of all out of a hat or whatever. I don't know. I see a lot of people on Twitter giving away free shit. So I was sure, like, yeah. I have way too many copies of uh of Henry Hatsworth or yeah. <laughs> I have way too many copies of uh Star Fox Command. So I'll just give them Oh, that game's stuff. great. I love that game. I have that game as well, but that game's really cool. All right. Well, you pick a different one if you want to enter the contest. <laughs> hey, I'm entering this damn contest. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, well definitely yeah, I uh, I will put your Twitter if you follow either Jeremy or I, uh, you can check me out at uh, Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter and uh, J Max Stack M A K S T A K. Yeah. Uh, if you if you follow that, you will see when these episodes post and all of that and the Patreon stuff as well will be through that. And I always tag any of our guests that are on there through their Twitter so you could find the people that we talk to and all that. And also if you like the show and you want to help us out and support us and all that, you can find us at patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. Uh, we have a uh, four hours worth of bonus material on there right now through four different episodes. So if you guys are interested in hearing that, you can find that on there at the $5 level. So you can check that out. Also, you can find us at youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast and twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast as well. I've currently been playing through Mortal Kombat Deception on GameCube on Twitch, so if you want to watch me play the Conquest mode on there, that's what I've been doing lately. I'll be doing one at 2 a.m. on Friday night. You can check that out. And also, if you're a fan of me or my voice and my thoughts on games, you should check out The Honey Dollar Show Presents Drunk Monday, which uh, is a show which uh, Jess and I, Jess who has been a guest on here, she just showed up to talk about the Yoshi game. We uh, we talk about uh, different genre movies, and we just did an Endgame spoiler cast. So check that out if you can at thehoneydarlingshow.libsyn.com. Just look for it. Look at the honey. Look for the Honey Darling Show or Drunk Monday on any of your podcast catchers, and you will find it there. Hopefully, you will enjoy it. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. and our special guest uh, Cliff Johnson. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.